Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, Fightful Faithful. Uh, welcome to the uh, post-AEW revolution after party with me and, and uh, Miss Kate Fabe, Kate Elizabeth. Sean Rossap was at the event. Uh, Denise Salcedo at the event. Most of Grapsity at the event. We had to stay home so we could do this post show for you guys, for all you people. You people. Um, <laughs> uh, and it was amazingly a great show. Kate, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing so well, and I just. It's so, there are so many reasons I'm doing so well with what this pay-per-view gave us. Considering what a stacked card it was, I can't think of something that I felt like should have been or really could have been eliminated. And we just got all of the right surprises and some really great booking tonight. Some surprises booking-wise to my delay. I did not think Eddie Kingston was going to win. I was hoping he was going to. Things like that where they just give fans what they want so often. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely thrilled with how tonight went and man, these quarterly pay-per-views and this card felt like it was getting kind of thrown together last minute. It did not feel that way tonight. So, um, just really, really incredible. I'm, I'm so thrilled with what we, we got out of tonight's pro wrestling show. And the things that continue to impress me about this are, um, the differentiation in each type of match we get, like every story is so different yeah. and it, it just makes for such an entertaining night. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll delve into this more, but we have a very specific first super chat that must be read. Stephen Bohachik says, before anything else, we need an Alex base preview of Regal saying the words. Now he can't say, he can't say the things he used to say, because that's copyrighted to the other place, but he can say blood and guts, which is how he's going to say it every now. War games has now become blood and guts, which is how he's going to say it <laughs> every time. Because if you didn't know, kids, William Regal showed up. Uh, and we'll we'll talk all about it. 
it's it's like it's like three hours from now on the post show because because there's so much so many things, Kate. There's so many things. There's so many things have happened, Kate. Uh, yeah, we'll 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 talk more about it. Before we get rolling down the mountain, we do just want to ask you to get in those super chats if you can. Yes. Um, we're sure there's going to be a lot of them. Subscribe to Fightful Select if you guys haven't already. You guys are so incredible. We reached over 6,000 followers last month, and oftentimes that number falls off a cliff at the beginning of the month because credit cards go inactive and all sorts of things. But we're already back over that 6,000 mark and cleared it pretty well. So you guys are so incredible with your support. Sean has more and more scoops coming out of AEW. I'm sure we're going to find out more about what's going on with William Regal and what his involvement is going to be. They broke the news earlier on Fightful Select about Swerve Scott. I think that was a non-surprise surprise. That was really wonderful to see tonight. But more and more breaking news over at Select. And when I asked Sean if there was anything specific he wanted us to push, he said, no, just tell them all I'm getting the scoops. So that's what he's doing, you guys. He's getting getting the the scoops for you. you. Also, if you could so kindly, please leave a thumbs up on this video. It helps people find us in the algorithm. And please take it easy on our mods tonight. I know there's going to be a ton of chats coming in. Such an exciting pay-per-view. Um, also, yeah, there's a couple of people already super chatting. Uh, I got bit by my dog, which is what's going on here. I'm distracted by it. If you are, um, getting injured for your dog sucks and worth. Glad you're on the Fightful Squad. I am so glad I'm on the Fightful Squad, too. And... If you were in any of the previous past two days of content that Alex and I have been doing, we have kind of settled on the backstory that this isn't a dog bite. It is from a bear. So I was fighting bears. Um, It was a great card. Me taking down bears is a little bit like bigger of a story, but that can take a back seat for tonight. Uh, I still (laughs) like the original backstory I gave you that you are the world champion knife kisser. I know. It was a training injury. Um, But you know what? (laughs) It's about drive. It's about power. If you're going to be the knife kissing champion of the world, Mm -hmm. it's already risky enough in a pandemic. You know what I mean? To be a knife kissing champion. And then this is just, this is what happens when you train. So. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Guys. And if you do subscribe to Flyful Select, not only do you get all the scoops, but you get me talking about uh, uh, Raw and SmackDown every week. And then also occasionally, Kate and I might do something ridiculous like um, review Corey and Carmella (laughs) in character and then wait around for the big surprise at MSG, which happens to be Austin Theory, so it's not a surprise. Uh, It's a giant letdown. And then we'll speculate on what ROH is going to be under the the, uh, auspices of Tony Khan. Then we'll fully preview Revolution, by the way. I got a whole bunch of things right. Um, And so if you were betting on DraftKings, via this guy you came out ahead tonight um <laughs> also we decided to decide uh, to, to delve into the world of control your narrative last night and had a lot of fun narrativing our narrative so uh yeah there's a lot of crazy stuff that we do over there so please do subscribe and hang out with us but tonight tonight it's all about revolution kate um it's all about the boom and it's all about revolution we love it um, I guess we'll we'll start with the pre-show. I don't want to yeah. dig in too heavily, no. but I I don't think we need to go match by match for this. But I thought Layla and Chris Statlander was absolutely fantastic. The women's division is growing. I kind of feel like this was the best women's match on the card tonight, weirdly. So it was kind of a bummer to me that it was on the buy-in. 
but a really, really great showing from both of them. Hook, of course, rules. We already know that. Get in your hooker chats if you want to talk about Hook. Um, and I, I thought the the match with um, House of Black and was just so fantastically done. I guess Redbeard is very, very over from what the tweets that I had seen. Like he got a very, very warm reception, which was cool to see. Some really, really cool spots in that. Um, Brody King, his chops. I equated it to when you would go to Yankee Stadium and you would hear Mariano Rivera warming up in the bullpen, you could hear the pop echo across Yankee Stadium. Brody King's chops, it's the same thing. I remember at ROH, I can't remember. I think it was against Jay Lethal. Um, it was at best in the world pay-per-view. Um, you can hear those chops like 60 miles away. And we got a lot of that really cool uh, destroyer spot from Penta. His gear looked absolutely amazing tonight. I thought that match was fantastic um, and it kind of surprised me. I, I thought it was a really, really fun match that felt pay-per-view quality and not just like a, we're getting hyped. Um, some really, really good storytelling around, around that. And very nice to see everybody get a chance to shine and just so nice to see Buddy Matthews back in the ring. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, we have to uh, uh, read this super chat from Nick. $100. Thank you. What an amazing donation. Thank um, you so much. Uh, it really helps us out because we are entirely publicly funded on Fightful. Like, this is how we pay everybody. Uh, so thank you guys so much for these. Um, Kate is the best bear fighter ever. It's it's true. I don't know if thank you've actually you. seen. She's She's got fantastic technique. Um, I, I don't, I try not to talk about it because I try to stay humble, you know, but like you sending in that hundred dollars, it like, it helps with stuff like this because when you're a knife kissing champion and you're fighting mm -hmm, bears, mm -hmm. like it's, it's a mm -hmm. lot. You're putting yourself mm -hmm. in, in a physical risk a lot. So thank you for sending that, that super chat and we appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so my thoughts on the pre-show, uh, a hook is ridiculously over. He's an absolute sensation and I don't know what you do with him because you cannot wait too long to make him a major part of your programming. And also I don't know what you do with a guy like this. Like, can you put a title belt on him? Like, like, is it a, like what it's, it's an amazing problem to have that you have a guy who is too much of a crazy sensation. Um, and also like this, he's just, totally unique and very different and super over and charismatic. And I, I, I don't know exactly how you work with my thing that I would do is I keep saying Ricky Starks getting jealous yes. uh, and do, and do that feud for the FTW championship. And if you put the FTW belt on him and he defends that belt every week on rampage, like these matches that he would, that he has against people are for the FTW belt. And and it's his dad who's who's running him, who's like managing him. I think that's the best way to do that, at least for the like the next six months to a year before we can see where he can go beyond that. But I think that's a really great way of doing it. Um, uh, also, I I was shocked myself that I was right about Layla Hirsch uh, winning the match. Uh, predicted that correctly. If you were betting on Jackson uh, for this guy, again made money. I'm I'm now that AEW is basically a DraftKings affiliate, I'm going to become like those old guys who would like give you the give you the, the my this is my lock of the week and have a giant lock profit. You <laughs> in of the week and I just have like a, a big giant shoe. Um but I I thought it was great that they uh, kept Layla 
uh, very heel in the match, even though like that one ridiculous promo from Statlander made it look like, well, I guess Statlander's the, the heel now because because she says that that uh, that that Layla should have been, should have been abandoned. Um, and then, as you said, the the trios match was all kinds of fun. Redbeard is super over. There is a uh, a, a much larger than we like to think or even recognize contingent of wrestling fans for whom the Wyatt family, like circa 2013, 2014, is the pinnacle of wrestling. Like just like that kind of thing. And to him being associated with that, also his connection to Brody Lee and the passing of him, part of AEW, there's, there's going to be a major groundswell of support for Eric former Rowan, now Redbeard, whenever he shows up, wherever he shows up. I think that he could run some of the indies for a while if he doesn't actually get signed uh, by AEW. He looks great. Brody King looked fantastic. Um, I really loved that it took everybody hitting major moves on Redbeard to win the match. Yes. Um, would have loved to have seen more shine given to Buddy Matthews. I think he took a lot of stuff in this match. Um, I, I need to see him like... If he starts like having singles matches on dark and elevation, like those will be willing to big time to tune in for those things. Um, but I'd love to see him have more shine in the next few weeks because now that he's on the roster, I, I, I need him to be treated with the kind of respect he wasn't treated with when he was on the main roster in, in, in WWE. Having but, a flirtation with Rey Mysterio's daughter. Yeah, maybe not. Yeah, got weird. Um, agree with you entirely about Hook. I've been thinking the FTW belt with Starks is perfect for two reasons. One, I don't think you want to put him in a title picture right now as far as what's available to you. And a kind of fake championship while he's still being raised in a sense is perfect. And I also think it's time for Starks to move on to TNT picture type stuff or at least that level of programming. He's so great. He's yeah. just so great. I also want to call out a spot that I forgot in my notes. I loved, loved that the first thing Penta did in this match was go after Buddy Matthews' eye. What yeah. a fantastic piece of storytelling that is. Yeah. To go after the eye, like, while half of Malachi's black face has taken, been taken over by it. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. So the buy-in does not feel like a throwaway, that's for sure. Like, this one felt really, really strong. Um, I, I really liked all three matches. I thought it was sequenced properly. I think Chris Statlander, since coming back from injury, I feel like I say it ad nauseum, but what what an incredible jump she has made in her in-ring ability since since she's been back. Just fantastic. And I, I really hope that, um, you know, if it is Rosa that's next, that Chris maybe gets a feud with her or she gets one against whoever. Jade ends up dropping too because she has just been so great since her return. I'm, I'm so happy for her. Yeah. Um, and Layla's fantastic too. Don't get me wrong. Like Layla, Layla's, Layla, Layla's great. Um, I, I I think it was the right move to have her win, particularly because we, we saw. We'll talk about it later. What she's going to be doing in the very near future. I think that's a really cool um uh, shout for her. Uh, I love me some sofa. Says Hook is a baby face. Changed my mind. Um, uh, he's 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 gonna always be cheered. He's one of those guys. But I think I I don't know about. I think Starks turning on Team Taz. Because he's jealous that 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 Taz is, you know, uh, treating his son better than he's treating Ricky, which would would make you know Ricky the, the heel there. I think that'll work. Um, 
Uh, Brent Lockman says more metal goodness. Amon Ra, the House of Black, and freaking cattle decapitation from Redbeard in the same ten minutes. Uh, yeah, um, they man, I I love the 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 three of them entering, like that that weirdo friggin' mask that Buddy is wearing during the entrance. Ah, God. Oh, God, they're just so cool together. Just they're, so that's yeah. what it is. I feel like a lot of those gimmicks feel very forced, like things that are like half in one world and half in the other, it almost feels like you want them to commit to one world or the other. This just does not. This has felt badass since the second Malachi Black has walked in there. And mm. I am, I have loved virtually everything that they've done with this so far. Yeah. I'm so in on it. Um, uh, Nick says that Chris Statlander needs the TBS belt next. I'll tell you what, of all the people on the current roster, I think she's got the best shot at it. Uh, because she's big, powerful, and a baby face. Um, there's a lot of people, people I think could, could give Jay Rodden for their money, but but I think that she's probably of the current roster. Yeah. I do think the person who who takes it from Jade is a major surprise and uh, and a new signing. Like I, I that's why I keep thinking it's gonna be Athena. Um uh, either Athena they... or a certain wild child of the 80s, I think is probably who's coming in. I, yeah. I really do. I think it'll be one of the two of them, but you're right in that the current roster, I think, other than Rosa, Chris, well, and Ruby. I mean, Ruby is a very overface in that in that division. Um, but she right now doesn't need a belt. I don't think. I think Chris could really get some help from a from a title reign. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, I, I I agree with you. We have all kinds of super and humper chats <laughs> that I'm going to read through here before we get to the main card. Um, Continuing our saga that that has been going on on Tuesday nights for our post NXT show, uh, where JW Pringle and Kate's father have a nice back and forth. Uh, JW Pringle says, "Undefeated, tall Paul Elizabeth. Hope you're well." It's just nice pleasantries to exchange between two between two gentlemen of the highest order. Um, uh, we also had Seamus Dunn uh, says, "Greetings to the dream team of Alex and Kate from Melbourne, Australia." Or oh, wait, it's not called. It's not Melbourne. It's Melbourne. That's that's something I learned. It's Melbourne, Australia. Say say say, say Melbourne. So uh, <laughs> really entertaining show. Love how they have booked Wardlow. Bravo to TK and the team. Give me Ali versus Buddy Matthews two in AEW, please. Uh, uh, dream, a dream. Oh, dream. I just I just fainted a little bit. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Ben Dixon says that your that your cut wasn't even from a bear though. It was from Regal slapping Kate to calm her down <laughs> after beating up multiple bears. How did you know? See, I <laughs> like I talked to Regal and he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing with Mox and Danielson after I calm yeah. you down from this bear attack." So I had the scoop, and it wasn't from Sean. It was from Regal himself. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are so good. So uh, thank you. <laughs> Nightcrack says it looks like Kate got rear viewed by Nikita Lyons. <laughs> Hello. Uh <laughs> I'm living every man's dream. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um uh, uh and Gary Sarver says he got the fightful uh fightful select just for you and me, Kate. Stop, thank you, Gary. Thank you, so much. Oh, you have no idea, like whenever i hear stuff like that i can't believe i get to do this and get paid for it like it's it's the absolute best and so much you guys like dealing with this no joke uh because i can't really wear makeup right now um it's a very vulnerable thing to like come on here with a scar and it feels so good to know that like our amazing moderators 
like kick assholes out and that I get to do this with Alex who makes me feel so at home every time I'm here. Like it, it was hard to like get back on screen with this going on, but like knowing that we get to have this incredible community and that I'm safe in it has made a really, really big difference. It just made me so damn happy that we get to do this, yeah. <laughs> especially tonight. Jeez. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Oscar Villanueva says, Kalex doing post-show. Is this the cherry on top coming from a fantastic pay-per-view? Please do four hours. Well, I don't, I, I don't know if we'll do the full four, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go to bed at some point. Alex, Alex gets an extra hour because he's on it's Central a, Time. It's a school night, for it heaven's sakes. Um... <laughs> Harry Izawa. Forget it. Let's go till 4.30 in the yeah. morning. I don't yeah. give a shit. This yeah. is so fun. Uh, Harry Izawa <laughs> says the pay-per-view is what stupendous really means and where the wor word should be used. I love you two to infinity and beyond. Go kick's ass on this review. We sure we sure shall. Um, uh, Elise Roselle says, I have to super chat and run, but considering how much happened tonight, I expect to wake up in a few hours and see you two still breaking the show down. <laughs> She is my friend from high school, actually, and she knows me very, very well. And uh, I, even the slightest whiff of Team Kalex, she knows will go a long time. But she's she's known what a talker I am for quite some time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and C. Remember, Romero says, Team Kalex reviewing Revolution. Tears of joy. Hard to pick a match of the night, but it has to be Punk versus MJF. Storytelling at its finest. Regal? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, so um, let's. We have a whole bunch more, but I'm gonna I'm gonna get into the first match. Maybe I'll, maybe in between matches, we'll go back and get a few that we that we sure. that are, uh, of you guys telling us how awesome we are. Yeah. Um. Uh, we'll call those the ego boost chats. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um. We started with Chris Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Uh, which is not where I thought this match was going to go. Me, um, I, that this it's it seemed like honestly like this would be maybe the the second least possible opener, like behind the the tornado tag six man tag, because I felt like that was going to be a, a crazy thing near the end of the night, which it ended up being. Um, but I, I kind of assumed the dog collar match wouldn't go on first too, well, just because it's like bloody. But, but I thought like. If 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 they realize that it is going to be impossible to top, then you don't want it to go anywhere near the main. You know what I mean? Like maybe, right. if, maybe it was that kind of a thing. Also, if they wanted to, if there was something in the storytelling that made it important that Wardlow hadn't yet won the ladder match, right? Then maybe you'd want to have this first, whatever uh, that first. But anyway, Jericho versus Kingston. Jericho, the song is over. Not Chris Jericho. That's where we're at now. They love singing the song, but he no sold it. Yes, which is which I love, which is good. Um, and then at one point he just walks around flipping off the entire crowd, just giving him the old the old Steve Austin to the entire crowd. Um, he's fully working heel now, which is which fair play. I did not think he was going to go and do. Um, uh, but I love that Kingston immediately hit him with a half half and half to start the thing that I thought killed Chris Jericho. Like Jericho <laughs> took that literally on the top of his head. Um, these guys were throwing bombs the entire match. The suplex. Um, oh the my suplexes God. Were crazy. Both of the, both of them took yeah. disgusting head and neck bumps off suplexes. Um, 
And the story going into this, we talked about this last night, Kate, was that Eddie Kingston um, appeared to uh, be in this storyline maybe forever of can't win the big one, can't win the big one. When is he going to win the big one? I mean, once he wins the big one, that's no longer your top, your storyline with him. You have to move on to something else. So I thought, honestly, that they weren't going to have him win the big one here because the big one was coming down later when it was a bigger one to win. But that being said, so super glad that Eddie Kingston won this match, Kate. Eddie Kingston won this match. By he, submission. He tapped Chris Jericho out with the stretch plum, which I had not seen being used by anybody in My a really long time. time. And and the big thing was that afterwards, he was like, um, hold on, are you sure? He's like asking Aubrey, are you sure that he tapped out? Because that doesn't make any sense. I never win the big one, was basically his thing. And then he quieted the crowd and said, Chris, I respect you. Give me your hand. And Chris didn't shake his hand and walked away. Honor me, is like real, Chris. Everyone, <laughs> that was a big deal. Everyone was everyone was shaking hands tonight. That was a big thing. Like, so they're that they're was, bringing that, that back, which is interesting. Um, but I feel like Chris saying no and walking away could be the beginning of like the next the 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 drop off from one chapter to the next, or it could mean they're just going their separate ways. Like, honestly, I don't know where you're going from here, but, but Eddie Kingston winning the first match in a series of matches with Chris Jericho doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Eddie Kingston winning one to prove he's got it. And then going on to something very important that might be interesting. So when this went on first, I, I, like, I was so excited all day, man. I was walking around all amped up. I was like, you would have thought I had 800 cups of coffee. I've, everything about this felt big fight to me. I was like a kid. I was so excited. When he, they went on first, I was like, oh, my God, Eddie Kingston's going to go over. Because I was like, there's no way they're starting with Eddie Kingston losing with how over Eddie has been. And I got, like, legit very emotional. Um, And his reaction after got, like... He couldn't believe he won the big one. Cause like you said, he never went like the disbelief when he's standing there with that shiner that he was getting to mm -hmm. actually literally, as I'm saying that uh, audio flight, we keep clicking the super chat at the same time. I'm going to click it. Uh, I think Eddie Kingston shiner was a receipt. Damn. Like, I don't think it this was just a hard, hard hitting match. So the things that I liked about it, Nice to see the old school walls get locked in, by the way. The old school walls of Jericho, so much better than the diet walls of Jericho. I think Jericho clearly kicked up his conditioning for this match. Because um, he looks like a different guy than he did a month ago. And the slower pace for the age that Jericho is at, and even just the way he wrestles, like everything about this match worked for me. And this is the best I've seen from Jericho I think it's so cool that he tapped to Eddie. Like that feels like a very, very selfless move from Jericho. I'm intrigued to see where this story goes. I'm wondering if it's if it's proud and powerful one on one. Like this this story between Eddie and Jericho has been as much about proud and powerful as it has been about 
Eddie and Jericho. And I was very intrigued to see him, see them not make an appearance. Maybe they thought there was going to be too much outside interference type stuff because they had one. They had a bunch of that kind of stuff that happened in the women's match, which we'll talk about. Um, and and a whole bunch of stuff happens in the men's uh, championship match. So maybe they were like, let's not do too much interference tonight. Uh, which I respect them if that was if that was the case. But it did feel like like them doing the fist bump thing to Jericho was kind of like a we were lulling you into a sense of false security and then we're gonna stab you in the back type thing. They might they might do that on dynamite or something, but uh it did feel weird to not have them there. Um but I I um I I, I really think there's some there's Eddie Kingston is is um is fan favorite is is underselling it like he he is he is family to this AEW crowd like we root for him like we would root for our 'er ne'er-do-well uncle who got railroaded (laughs) into prison on a on a trumped up charge and got out and is trying to make his life right and he's always going to make stupid mistakes but you love the guy and you root for him like that's who this guy is like he's family which is why I keep saying if there's anybody that AEW could get to be cheered in a match versus CM Punk in Chicago, it's Eddie Kingston. I don't think necessarily they could do it, but if there's anybody to do it, if they want to do that crazy tightrope walk magic trick, which is what I want them to do, which is, Heel Punk by All Out versus Eddie Kingston right into the rescue to defeat the most dastardly villain in, 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 in CM Punk by that point. Maybe they do it. This might be the beginning of that because then CM Punk can't say, you never won the big one. Why am I even giving you a title match? Or anybody can't say that to him. Now he gets to be a guy who can be in title matches, who can win titles because he's proven to, to, to everybody else, to us, and to himself. Most importantly, that he can win the big one. So for me too, I always say that Eddie Kingston is like a homegrown talent who just happened to spend 18 years somewhere else. Like he just feels, you forget he's not a day one AEW guy. Like it's kind of crazy. He's so, um, like for me, he was the closest thing. When Punk left, the guy that filled the void for me was Kevin Owens. And then when Eddie came along, Eddie took over that spot for me. And then Punk came back and those two guys faced each other. I lost my freaking mind. So, but like Eddie Kingston brought that realness back. It makes everything feel so, so real. Um, And what he was able to do with and for Jericho in this too, to get Jericho grounded into a place where he feels like a little bit more realistic and he's a little bit more solid of a heel after like I, the Lambert stuff was just not for me. Like they really, really reined this into something I was emotionally invested in so much. And Eddie just makes everything feel so personal and important, which is like those guys don't always need titles, but they can do really cool stuff with them. So I'll see, see where that goes. We have doc chiming in here. Chris Mueller too, saying that Kingston is such a special talent. He's just real. That's exactly what it is. Like, I just believe everything he's saying because it always makes sense and it's always intentional. And that's why when he gives a 10-second promo, it's, like, as effective as some guys talking in circles, you know? Yeah. 
James Brower says Jericho looked good. He did look good. He's 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 gotten in really great shape. I think that his health scare that he had uh, overseas, like, made, like okay, let's put my put my body into a into a temple now and and not a dumpster. Uh, and the lion tamer esque walls of Jericho was excellent. Uh, I thought Jericho was going downhill, but he really has kept kicked it up for Revolution versus Eddie. He did like this this match. You could tell he was he he was taking it seriously. And this is me with a mea culpa. Like I did not expect Jericho to a put put over Eddie, and b take this seriously at all. Prove me wrong. I love being proven wrong. When I'm proven when I'm proven wrong, I admit it, and I I'm I, I'm very happy to be wrong about this. I am frequently wrong, and I'm frequently very happy to be wrong. Both those things happened tonight about this match. So I was hopeful here. I was I didn't think that it would be some. I didn't expect. Jericho to tap and to do so cleanly. Yeah. Uh, but I listen to talk to Jericho sometimes and the Eddie Kingston episode I listen to and he really loves Eddie. And he also is a guy that just like, he plays ball. Like he didn't really understand orange Cassidy, but he knew the crowd was behind him. So he was like, all right, yeah. let's have vats of orange juice. And he put orange Cassidy over, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, it, even in that insanity, like I just love, the reason he has had such a long shelf life, in my opinion, is he is adaptable. And part of being adaptable is being open-minded to what fans want. He knows they want and love Eddie Kingston. And yeah. so I just thought it was really cool that he did that. Um, yeah. I did not expect him to tap. I did expect him to win no. once the start of the show, though. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Um, uh, Flowman says, War Games! Also, uh, Jericho and Eddie might have been my favorite match of the night, and that's saying something with this card. Good stuff. Um, yeah. Mark Losper says, uh, I'll give him credit. Jericho is a giving performer. Tapping out to Eddie on a stage this big is pretty huge. Chris Jer Chris Judas did the right thing tonight. Yeah, he really did. Um, that was that was pretty awesome. Something again, not at all expecting it at all. Um, Brent Lockman says, Kingston tapped out Jericho. This is not a drill. Uh, <laughs> I I I could not believe it either. I, I it, it was it was so shocking. Like Eddie winning wouldn't have been shocking. Tapping out Jericho was a like with a with a move I've not seen from Kingston in forever and not seen from anybody in forever was was crazy. I didn't even um, know what it was, and it wasn't like a sneaky submission either. Like no. he was stuck in it for a yeah. long time. Yeah. yeah, he was he was wrenching on that shoulder. Uh, it was great. Ben Dixon says, "Imagine if I told you five years ago." There would be a U.S. big money wrestling promotion other than WWE featuring Jericho, Punk, Sting, and Danielson. And Eddie Kingston is the biggest baby face on the <laughs> roster. King is a god. He really is, man. Like you, you, Everybody was, was singing Jericho's song, and then, then Eddie's music hit. And the place went banana. Like, it was just, uh, he's so, so huge. So um, huge. It's so cool to see. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 crack about how Eddie Eddie Kingston is family to, to the crowd. Joss Weaver says, AEW, when you're here, you're family. Um <laughs> do we got unlimited breadsticks too? <laughs> Robert Lyle says, I will start all AEW pay-per-views with this prayer from now on. Lord, thank you for the great time. Please don't let me see anybody die. Um because there's just too there were too many head and neck 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 spots. Like, like I felt I was, like I was watching New Japan all of a sudden. I, I feel like Kota Ibushi was, was agenting all of these matches. <laughs> like, please, oh no, please, no, 
Um, yeah, no, it, it, yeah, it was it was great though. And uh, oh, the buy-in humped says Stephen Williams. TK should have charged us for the pre-show. Yeah, it was it's crazy. Like it was there were like two and a half really fun matches on the pre-show. Thank you for that uh, for that free thing, TK. You're doing something right if people are like, you should have charged me. You're doing a good yeah. job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, so then we got the three-way tag match with Red Dragon and Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. And the one thing I will say before I let you take the reins and, and, and do this one um, is that they did the thing that I don't love, which is a triple threat tag match should have three guys legal at any time. I do not like tagging out to somebody who's not your guy. I don't like a whole bunch of random blind tags, which because that's the only way you can get somebody in. A triple threat tag match, in my view, I've seen it done both ways. I always prefer three guys legal any one time and you tag out to your own partner and that's it. But I thought the way that this match laid out, well, it doesn't matter because it's AEW. Everyone's legal. So all the time. All the time. So it so it was a, a blast to watch. So this this one two punch opening is some of the best one two punch opening that I remember on a pay-per-view ever. Yeah. I'm with you and that the lawlessness of the tag wrestling drives me crazy, especially when later on the show you bother to say this is tornado tag. Why don't you just say that here? Because then it's fine. Or say it's under Lucha rules. Like, that's all I need. But I wrote down some some spots that I felt like were incredible. And I'll run through a few of them. But I was just so stunned by, like, all three teams were fantastic in this. But the Bucks were just on another level tonight, yes. man. We always, you said it yesterday that styles make matches. Mm-hmm. This is a fantastic example of this. Like Lucha Express is so Jurassic Express. I always say Lucha Express for both yeah. teams, by the way. <laughs> Jurassic Express, the Bucks, and um Redragon, as we call them on the mark order, Red Dragon. Uh they're they're all stylistically so different, and it made but they're in complete command of those styles, which makes it so much fun. Uh Luchasaurus's moonsault was absolutely ridiculous. Nick Jackson with a destroyer off the ropes. Um, an insane shooting star the, press. Yeah, the the reversal of the outside in chokes. What the hell into the destroyer <laughs> was crazy. The only quibble I have with that is later in the match, they did the outside in choke slam, and I think if you're gonna do both, you gotta do the move first, first, and, and then, then the, the counter. counter to yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair um, because. If if we already know that you know how to counter it, then you should counter it the second time. All the time. If if you've if you've taken the mat, if you've taken the the, the move first, you go. Next time that happens, I'll do something I'll different. I'll have it scouted. Yeah, yes. that, that's that, the only thing. But but my god, what a spot that was! So cool. Um, Matt Jackson going to super kick, I believe Luchasaurus, and then hitting Kyle O'Reilly in the oops face he made after was just absolutely hysterical nick and matt jackson have different strengths and they're perfectly complementary like it feels like they're brothers i pop for the cold spray spot every time insane shooting star press insane shooting star press in this an incredible escalator that we saw from matt jackson um and i just i i thought the finish was great overall 
Jungle Boy is so incredibly smooth. And what I really liked about this match was Jurassic Express, well, I'm very glad that they're champions. And I feel like you had to put some sort of gold on Jungle Boy. To me, the best tag teams in the world are FTR and the Bucks. So it's hard to make the title reign kind of like pick up some momentum. And before this match, I felt like the best match Jungle Boy had been in was his singles match against Kenny Omega. And because of that, I want Jungle Boy to be a single star. But this was so perfect. Like, I felt like this was a, a huge match for them as far as being an established tag team. And it's just smart booking because the other two teams have issues with each other. So it's a very natural way to make them retain their championship, which I think is wonderful and not feel like, like, even though it was predictable, it was something that would naturally happen anyway. I just really appreciated that about this. It was a, a smart play on AEW's part to have the other two teams have a beef with each other because it makes the retaining a very normal, natural thing, even though I feel like the Young Bucks are a better team than Jurassic Express, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the only thing about this, that, that I, this is, this is what I predicted because I, I think that even though it didn't happen the way I thought it would, I thought that Red Dragon and Young Bucks would directly cost each other the match. I think a lot of people did. And, and they didn't. Um, it was just, it was a whole bunch of action, like, you know, that made it work. Uh, it, it, but, um, I, uh, I think that we are getting Red Dragon versus Young Bucks coming out of this. Um, so that's going to be a non-title feud. That's a high-profile enough feud that doesn't need the tag belts uh, attached to it because if the tag belts are attached to that feud, there's really no other tag feud you can do. However, now the Jurassic Express are the champions, you could figure out a way to slot Proud and Powerful in there and do a meaningful like three, four-week build to a, to a, a championship match on a Dynamite and finally make uh, Santana and Ortiz champions. Like you could make make a have a way to do that. Um, I I thought there were some release away spots in here. The the loot the Luchasaurus bit in every one of these matches where they're like, okay, big man, here's your spot to shine. Like yes. he, I, I I thought he pretty much nailed it. Um, uh, and I, I thought that was that was good. Um, for him, the, the, he's super over with the crowd. Um. Uh, there's there's a there was a sequence back and forth and back and forth um it was jungle boy and i can't remember which one of the jacksons um eh, which sounds like i'm talking about jermaine or tito but um <laughs> which one of the jacksons and kyle o'reilly that there's ended, five of them so it's a lot ended <laughs> with uh kyle o'reilly getting knocked back into the bottom rope springing up trying to do a double clothesline as the other two guys clotheslined him. But that, that, that sequence where there was crazy back and forth and back yes. and forth. And then yeah. finally it was just all men laid out. That was beautifully put together. Um, I, I, I agree with you. Uh, FTR, the Bucks and Red Dragon are the three best tag teams in the world. Um, this was like a coming out match, in my opinion, though, for Jurassic Express. Like they yeah, they're, they're more great. than looked like they could hang. Like this felt like, wow, these guys are one of the best tag teams in the world. They're great, and I I I, I agree with you. I think Jungle Boy is one of those guys that that will look back uh, in five years and and think, uh, how was how was he just a tag guy? How was he just basically a tag guy for so long? Um, but um, but I, I think the right the right team won. It was it was uh, really well laid out. Big big time huge spots. Um, 
uh, and I'm 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 intrigued to see uh, where I'm. I know what I hope. I hope it's proud and powerful. But I'm I'm intrigued to see what they do with um, with Jurassic Express uh, coming out of this. But I'm proud and powerful. <laughs> yeah, I wanted it to be them for a very long time. So I do hope that they're up next because I just I think they deserve it so much. Um, we have uh, some some more wonderful super and hopper chats. Please hopperchats.com. Is where you can go to drop a uh, humper chat in, like this this one from the bear Kate fought. Uh, says, I want a rematch, bitch. What it's because of you people <laughs> that I have to fight bears. Yeah, you used to support me, but then you stopped supporting me, and yeah. I went off into the forest. And you yeah. know what I found in the forest. The bear that just humper chatted us. So yeah. you know what, bear? I can't grin at Barrett anymore. You want a rematch? You got a rematch at, <laughs> at St. Patrick's Day Slam. And if not there, it'll be Memorial Day Mayhem or whatever special that we'll do in the meantime. Holy shit, I'm a promo goddess. You are. Um, <laughs> Mark Quill says, uh, sorry for the stop, drop, and chat. But that show was very tiring in a good way. Loved every minute of it. Have a great evening, Alex, Kate, and the chat. Thank you, Thank Mark. You, Mark. Mark's awesome. Uh, and you know who else is awesome? Nick. He another amazing donation. He says, Nick "Team Kayla Jackson the again." <laughs> he just liked what we said about his match. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, "Team Kalex are the best." I figure y'all will still be up breaking it down when I have to get back up to take my kids to the bus. Am. <laughs> We'll see you on the other side of dawn, my friend. Uh, we uh, ride at dawn. Uh, JB Love says, uh, no dog bite can stop the best smile in wrestling journalism, Kate. Alex, you're adorable too. Why? You are. Thank you're you. really pretty. Uh, <laughs> and 12 Loose Leaves sends a humper chat. It says, the Kalex Sands of Time blind review slash pop quiz is what finally convinced me to subscribe to Select. <laughs> But what's this that I hear about Kate fighting bears? I heard it was sharks. Multiple sharks. She okay, saved so it, a family of sea otters from a rampaging school of great white sharks. But I did that without getting injured. This came from the bears. After the bear incident, I was like, you know what? I got to clear my mind. I'm going to go take a beach trip yeah. and I'm going to swim in yeah. the ocean. Yeah. And then there were freaking laser beams attached to their heads, Alex. Yeah. I tell you. Yeah. Um... <laughs> it's exhausting being me I, i'm like all fun and cute on twitter or whatever do you know what i have to do during my yeah. days um <laughs> uh alan mark says uh here's an idea do proud and powerful versus Jurassic express on the battle for the belts they're doing in april i think that's Ooh. i think that's a that's a perfect amount of time from between here and then to do an actual storyline do like a little thing where proud and powerful win a tag team tournament among like four teams and they have and to Eddie and Chris can equalize each other. Yeah, sure. yeah, 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 yeah. That could be great. I like that idea. Um, we uh, we got um, uh, oh, is this about this one? Brunt Lackman says the only way to complete this throwback is if Punk posts about tonight's match later on his live journal. <laughs> I um, spoiler alert. At some point, we'll be going through CM Punk's live journal and just doing like. I don't. I doubt it'll be on select because that's like very marky. But maybe I'll do it on my TikTok or something. His live journal now mm -hmm. is 
there's one post where he's like, I don't know, the American Dragon's pretty good. Like, I just, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, it's aged better than half of, like, WWE's content. It's so funny. And the names in it that you will just love to hear. Um, but he has a live journal, and he, God bless him, he never took it down. And I think WWE tried to, to have him take it down, because not yeah. everything in it is, like, great. That's great. <laughs> That's great. But um, I hope he does. That's very um, funny. So um, we got we got all these Humper Chats, Super Chats, just about the show in general before we get to the big meaty men slapping meat ladder match classic invitational. Um, Simon Renshaw says, hello, Team Kalex. Plenty of gory self-mutilation tonight. Love the show, but why is it so long? Also, Regal! Uh, Audio Flesh. What a fantastic name that is. Audio Flesh. I just flesh. don't know what I would cut. Like the only things that I would I mean, like, the, I need Andrade on a pay per view, and that match was a nice palette. And they cleanser. did it, they did to get Sting on the pay per view. And Sting says, I'm on the pay per view. Well, let me think of something fun I can do, nobody's ever seen before. Um, like, yeah, yeah, that match yeah. was short and the perfect like main event palette cleanser. I just don't know what you would cut, but it's they it's, are long, but they only happen four times a year. It's also like it didn't feel long to me. I think the reason is because. I was just hanging out with my family watching the buy-in on my phone. So I wasn't like seated and actually watched. So it's five hours if you include the buy-in, which is, which I I get it. Four hours, I feel like is fine. Like we're going to, like, we're going to sit through two four-hour nights of WrestleMania in a month. And it's going to feel like eight hours each night. You know what I mean? This didn't feel, it felt like three hours was four hours. Like raw, raw, all, every week raw feels longer than these five hours did. I, I will say this is the first pay-per-view in a very long time that they've put on where I didn't feel like I was in love with the sequencing of the card. Normally that's a huge strength of theirs. I understand why you put Regal in the second half of the show, but there's no way in my estimation, there's no way Mox and Danielson should have been that. I feel like that match suffered. Because yeah. it was so close to the the dog collar match, as we talked think, about last night. Yeah, I think you got to keep those far keep apart. Keep those separate. Yeah, yeah, but boy, oh boy, did they deliver a surprise after? So yeah, that's that's why you do that. Um, Audio Flesh says good pay per views make me excited to tune in. Bless you both. Bless you. May Gabagool be with you and also with you. Uh, <laughs> that's what we say. On that's Tuesdays. what we say on Tuesdays. Hang uh, out there if you don't get it. <laughs> You're, you're, if you don't get it, you're not cool. Yeah, be cool. <laughs> uh, Jonathan McPherson says, MJF Punk, Mox Danielson, Jericho Kingston, Swerve, Regal, could, can I get any better? Oh, yeah. Tim Kalex, Linda, Sheila, what a night. Partners! You're the uh, best. You got so many of my favorite things into one super chat. <laughs> um, Mark Quill says, having done a live tweet of Revolution for the site I write for, I'm quite exhausted, but satisfied with the show. That said, that said, I hope everyone had fun tonight and enjoy the narrative. Everyone should enjoy the narrative. Enjoy your narrative. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot. We have a lot of narrative jokes in here. We'll have to get okay. To let's let's explain it now so that we can laugh later. In control your narrative. We found out almost in real time that they refer to the ring as the narrative. So you're yeah. entering the narrative, Enter and the if narrative. you win. They say, like, like if Alex and I were fighting, they would be like, Alex controlled his narrative. Kate, 
not so much. And that's what they actually say. That's a shoot. That's a shoot, brothers and that's sisters. Not that's not being like cutesy. That's, that's what, what they say. That's what they say. So we decided everything is a narrative. Yeah, we were like, if it's code for victory and ring, what else is, is it code for? And we just really went off the rails. Every, everything's so an, everything's feel free a to super chat. What your narrative is. <laughs> um, um, oh, That's here we go. Something, something we, we, we miss. Uh, Ace Shavaria says, all I know is we need a feud or a pairing of Hook and Miro soon. Ooh. Uh, really good show. Some sloppy spots. Nothing truly offensive. I want them to keep Miro off of my TV until they have like an awesome storyline for him. I don't want him to show up and be just another guy. I want him to come in and, and do something. So if it is going to take another few months, if you figure out a way to like get that FTW belt on hook and, and hooks running through people defending it. And the next defense is Miro. Like <laughs> this, I will break this boy. And if you want hook to be a baby face, like have him like just try his damnedest to do whatever he can do to Miro and Miro break him anyway. And then you build hook back up to take down the monster. Like there could be some really cool stuff. If you really want a baby face hook. Man. I, I don't know how this works cause they're both heels, but I, and I don't know if Miro even comes back heel cause he's very, very over. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's so much money in Andrade versus Miro. I don't know how you get there. I don't care how you get there. I am dying to see that match. Yeah. Dying to see <laughs> I that don't match. care. Uh, Jay Piscorek says, what did Yins think of Don Callis doing the you people promo? And do you think Omega is close to coming back? Um, we missed that. That was a thing that happened on the, oh the buy-in. Tony Schiavone was like, hey, I'm going to interview Kenny Omega. And Kenny Omega's music played. And I was like, Oh, this is a weird this, spot. This is a that. this is a terrible spot to bring Kenny Omega back, unless he's he's announcing that he's not going to be back for several more months. But it wasn't Kenny Omega; it was Don Callis. And then I tuned everything out. Like I just like oh no no stop stop talking Don Callis. Well, he I actually I I liked what they did because I thought Kenny was going to come back tonight. Um, Me too. And but I'm glad he didn't. Like I love the simplicity no, of the main event, but yeah. him saying Kenny's not coming back tonight, it on the pre-show made me be like, oh, he's definitely coming back tonight. <laughs> so I'm yeah. thinking, and then the cameraman. I don't know if you noticed this, but the cameraman was in a mask, like was dressed up. So yeah. in the main event, and I was like, oh my god, if it's Callis again. But I think Kenny is on his way. I don't know if he's going to be ring ready for a little bit. He was facing a lot of stuff, but there's no way I think that you come out of a Cole Adam page program without Kenny showing up in some capacity and Jay white being right there too. I'm yeah. like, there's, there's too much for Kenny not to come back soon in a capacity. I just don't know if it's going to be a ring capacity, but I do think Omega is on his way. Yeah. Um... Like, what in the actual F was that guy doing, putting on the caliber of matches he was Can't with it. with like no body part that wasn't hurting and with vertigo? I don't know. He didn't have, he was like, my stomach is unhealthy on top of like my shoulders and my knees and my elbows and my hair hurts. Like every part of that guy hurt. And he was like, I'm still the best in the world at this arguably. Like that, it's it's insane. I can't. That wait sounds like me after a power walking weekend. <laughs> Just everything hurts. 
All of my joints ache. The only thing that can cure it is a trip to the Cinnabon. Um, uh, so uh, we we got our our big meaty man slapping meat ladder match. Hey, speaking um, of big meat, <laughs> did you know that there's a Viagra alternative on the market? No, I, I didn't know. Well, Sean Rossap is here to tell you all about it. Oh, great. Your penis is soft. Let me help. Not like that. Bluechew.com. Code Fightful. Bluechew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. But it's ready when you are. Or when you're not. It's not about having a problem. It's about having that performance. That excellent performance. That confidence. Fill out their online questionnaire. You'll work with an online physician. You won't have to wait in line at the pharmacy or the doctor's office. It's shipped discreetly and directly to you and you get that first shipment free when you use that code fightful at checkout you want to be confident don't you you want that pay-per-view that main event performance don't let yourself or somebody else down use bluechew.com and the code fightful Guys, you're going to get three ads tonight because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I got so excited about my segue that we free, ran. Free, free ad read there, Blue Chew. Blue Chew, my goodness. Uh, I am a dork and I ran the wrong one, but I think I was just so excited about the segue potential. Yeah. No, but, but, now, I, I, I know you're, you're it, it's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get around to the other ones. We'll figure out a way to beautifully segue into the other two ads. We'll be fine. But just, just so, just so we, there's a record of SRS saying we, we apologize, we but um, yeah, there you go. Okay. You, would you say that I'm like green at this? <laughs> Don't do a back-to-back. Don't you don't think do I should just clear it out? No, all right, fine. I do want to call out the people in the chat that were saying that Blue Chew helps you control your narrative, though. Just, it does. It does. I lost my narrative. You guys are right. And if you lost your narrative, go to BlueChew.com and use go. the code Fightful. All sorts go. of free stuff for Blue Chew. But you know what? They're very good to us. I'm sorry that I got so excited about the segue. I ran the wrong ad. I love it. I love it. Um, so, um, <sighs> we got we got our Keith Lee versus Papa 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 Powerhouse versus Ricky Starks versus uh, Orange Cassidy versus Christian Cage versus Wardlow. Um, I will say I think the right guy won because this is the right storyline. Um, there were some good spots in the match, uh, not as many. Like crazy spots, um, there was a there was a, there were a couple things that I that I um, I, I loved. Um, um, I felt towards... like Orange Cassidy of all people had the craziest spots in this match. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, but he he had the thing that I loved the most. That's for sure. When he was like, "Let me let me wear this ladder and do the thing where I spin it and hit people with it," and then he just he's like standing there, and there's Keith Lee. And there's Wardlow, and he's like, "Oh, this is not gonna be good." And he's holding on to it, and they they like military press him. 
So he's he's got his feet dangling, and then he like lifts like he what is it? And, like, uh, skinned the cat. He skinned on the cat the onto, onto the top of the ladder, and then was like trying to get at the brass ring. I thought that was really, and the crowd popped like mad for that spot. Like that was really cool. Um, I thought that was great. I also loved in the beginning of the match when it was just him and the three hosses and he was just striking yes. them. I was it, just he, dying. It cracks me up. He kept ruining that moment. Like the first time we all, every I know I saw at least 20 different tweets when it came down, when we when we knew that Keithley was in it, Wardlow was in it, and then, Haas, and then Hobbs got in it. Like, holy shit, that moment when the three big guys face off. Because we really haven't seen those guys face off it at all so that was gonna be a big thing and then it was like Owens cassie like hey i'm gonna do the thing where i kicked them and then whatever um and then it kind of like fizzled into something else and then they set it up again and orange cassidy just did his thing where he rolled slowly in between the three of them and then keith lee decided to do his beal of Orange Cassidy to the outside, and he overshot Christian and Starks by a good four feet, and they were like, "Whoa, whoa, gotta catch him!" Like it was like, "Man, uh, he is so strong. He is so strong. It's wild." Um, Starks uh, spearing through the ladder. Was oh, insane. that was a great. That oh was a great my one. god, what that a cool! Felt, that felt like that was a Christian idea because Christian was the one who took the spear. Um, is it, do you think he agented this match? I was I, I was like thinking maybe he I, I this. feel like he probably came up with a bunch of spots uh because you know he's just he's one of the ladder match gods. Um I uh um I I liked where, where both Hobbs and Wardlow went up to the top of the ramp to get uh to get a ladder and they both grabbed the same ladder and was like this is my ladder. No, this is my ladder. <laughs> And then they wishboned the ladder. That was a that was a great spot. So I've never seen good. that before. That was really cool. Um, there were then, a few things, and there's been a lot of ladder matches, and it was cool to see stuff I had never seen before. My only real gripe with the whole match was when the ring was clear and Wardlow, instead of climbing the ladder, went up the ramp. And the story that they tried to tell with it was like he's making sure that the bo big boys are really put away. Right. And eventually we see them go through the stage. Right. And so that, well, that got paid off, but I was like, it's literally right behind. Right. That's the thing. <laughs> Wardlow, they said like he like always oh, he's, he's he's being emotion he's letting his emotions get away with him or whatever, which I thought was also them trying to save it. Um the, he went all the way to the top and uh Hobbs and 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 Lee were like trying to choke slam each other, which is not a thing that can happen, uh, through uh, through a table. And Wardlow came around from behind them and shoved them both to the table to the concrete, which gets rid of Hobbs and and Lee. Hobbs and Lee, I think, are going to have a major program here coming out of this into the spring. Um, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Um, but Wardlow took forever to get back down to the ring, and um when they focused on the camera back on the ring after that spot at the top at the stage, it was just Christian alone in the yeah. ring with a ladder set up and him not climbing it. And there, there was nobody else anywhere near him. And his, his role in this is to be the veteran who the knows how these guy. ladder rat matches work. Cause he yeah. invented ladder matches. I think he said, that was the that was the one that took me out of it. Like, like you, 
you got to have at least Starks and uh, and Cassidy like laid out in the ring or whatever, so that Some, like yeah, gra- grabbing just... onto his leg or something, because it 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 can't it can't be him just standing around in the ring where there's a ladder set up and he could just go up and get the brass ring deal. But Which they had to uh, look really goofy live, I would imagine. Yes. Um, he had his uh, a ladder set from the ring ropes to the ladder, one of the rungs of the ladder. Um, and Ricky Starks starts climbing it because Wardlow gets in, power bombs Christian. Ricky Starks starts climbing the ladder, and um, uh, <laughs> Wardlow just box jumps like four feet up the ladder. Which was crazy. That guy's insanely athletic. And then gets into a power bomb position to power bomb Ricky Starks through the ladder that's set up right below him. And something went wrong. And he just dropped Ricky Starks right on the top of his neck. And I was like, this is not the guy to be taking that bump. Not Ricky. Not Ricky. Other guys can take the bump. Not Ricky, though. Um... And it just, it, I don't think it was Wardlow's fault. I don't think it was, it was just a, a just weird happened. spot that happened. It didn't, it just, it's a thing that happened. It was too bad. But um, he, uh, he climbs to the top, gets the thing. He's, he's the guy who wins because that's the right play for what's happening after this with the MJF and Wardlow storyline, which I think is going to be gangbusters and so, so, so great. You can tell by what happens later in the punk match, the crowd is ready to cheer like mad for Wardlow. He's got it right now, and they're going to capitalize on it. It's going to be great. The only thing, and other than the, the psychology gaps that we mentioned in this match, which also just happen when you have this much going on, um, I kind of wish there was a very either a suggestion like that MJF came out to ruin or Sean Spears came out to ruin his big moment. And we got MJF concretely saying, cool, my title shot. Like between then and the dog collar match, something that showed MJF completely screwing over Wardlow, I think would have been a really nice piece of storytelling. There is a part of me that likes that they let me be intelligent enough to assume that on my own. But this idea of MJF, because he's been such a like dictator lately um, to come out. And even if he like took the ring out of his hand and didn't say anything or just some little nuanced storytelling like that, I think would have been very fun. But like the story is there, it's coming down the mountain. It's, it's been really, really entertaining. And Wardlow is another guy that we've seen just grow leaps and bounds as far as an in-ring storyteller in front of our eyes. It's been really, really cool. So the crowd is ready, man. And I am too. Yeah. Smart um, booking. Smart booking on this match. Right. Uh Josh Weaver says, I love that they uh they did the Keith Lee Finn Balor meme God, with Christian. Yeah. Where, where, where Christian's <laughs> standing in the corner and here comes Keith Lee. Like that thing. Oh, that popped me. That there here's the thing: a forgotten match that nobody remembers that is kind of crazy. Uh on a random episode of us, like a a a, a Christmas. Uh, episode of of something that was taped in 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 WWE, Keith Lee and Leo Rush were a tag team against I don't remember who because honestly, they were opposite Keith Lee and Leo Rush. So how how could you remember them in that match? 
but Keith Lee wore a Santa hat for the majority of the match. And he did that spot standing up behind somebody while wearing the Santa hat. And he just, he, he, you can see him say it, but you can't hear it. Ho, ho, ho. And I was like, I wish I could have heard it in, in his voice. <laughs> but that was great. Anyway, I did love that. Um, Mark Losper says, Keith Lee's leapfrog. Take that, people whining about the man's weight. Actually, he wrote whinging because that's how you say whining in Australia. Take that, people <laughs> whinging about the man's weight. Keith Lee is a god among men. Put all the gold on him right now. I think uh, I, I think you might see uh, uh, very, very soon in the spring, you might see something with uh, with him. I think that there's something. Um, something brewing. Some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there you go. Keith Lee and Leo Rush versus Damien and Damien. Damien Priest? Yeah, Damien Priest, yeah, and, and Tony Nese on a Christmas episode of NXT a couple years ago. That's really funny. I don't remember that. Uh, yeah, I, just, I, I was I was doing the NXT reviews then, and I was like, oh, well, this is a thing I'll always remember. Um, yeah, and then uh, um, Christy Nicole says, I'm actually Wardlow's gear maker. Well, tip of the hat to you, milady, because I love his gear. The the one that he wore uh, a couple of weeks ago with, for uh, versus Punk. With the dark blue oh, and the so white, great. that was great. Tonight's was great. Tip of the hat, milady. I love Wardlow's gear. Says, Selfish Tonight request. Can you tweet me because I actually have um I have something to ask you if you could, <laughs> if you could tweet me. It's not about. It's not anything scoopy. It's yeah. I have a I have a question for you tonight. Uh, <laughs> Christina says, uh, tonight I was a fan. I felt like I was seven discovering wrestling again. Amazing show. Love listening to you guys. Thank you so much, Christina Cole. That's awesome. Um, uh, tell tell Wardlow he's awesome. Next time you talk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I really love that guy. Like, he's he's a dude that I'm like, I, I can't wait to see what the next 10 years holds for that dude. Effortlessly uh, cool. He's Effortlessly just, cool, he's, dude. He's very cool. Um, uh, Mark Losper says, stop whining about whinging, Alex. <laughs> and I shall. Stop uh, winching about whining. Um, I fought a bear. The least you can do is stop your whinging. Josh Weaver says, I got way too excited for the Keith Lee creeping up behind Christian's spot, especially so since I was in a movie theater tonight. Man, that's one of those things I do want to do at some point. You've got to. Is do You've got to. Oh, uh, my God. Spot. It's so fun. I did my last pay-per-view. It was the best. Um, you get a uh, slushy and to watch it with people. <laughs> best day of my life. <laughs> Class <laughs> Thoreau says uh, the crowd was so silent for a few matches that they stole my focus during the Mox uh, Brian Danielson match. Couldn't decide if it was the ladder match or the kisses that killed them. Well, we'll talk about the kisses in a little bit. Um, yeah, it, they're, it's hard to keep them up for the entire show. It really is. Uh, you got to find some ways of, of getting their attention. Um, uh, yeah, but anyway, like Wardlow won. It's the right call. We can we can tell it's the right call from the re, from the reaction he got later in the night, um, and I think that as we said, Christian's gonna be fine. He'll be doing something. Orange Cassidy's always got something to do because he's over and they'll always put him on television. And, and he has a lot of friends. And Ricky Starks and William and William J Hobbs are are gonna fight Keith Lee uh, for a while, and and that'll be that'll be a, a lot of fun. Um, so we got uh, a little. Hey, Tony Schiavone's up at the top of the ramp. And he's waving around a clipboard that has AEW contract swerve written on it. I know because he's waving around a clipboard right in front of a camera 
and pauses it around so you can read what it says on it. Um, Jonathan McPherson says, missed a few minutes. Does anyone know who signed the piece of paper that said swerve? Um, I popped so hard. John Cena stole it. <laughs> John Cena came up and he stole it. He he signed it. So he so he's got the contract now. Um uh uh, I popped so hard for Shivani inadvertently spoiling the, the surprise as first reported by Fightful Select. I'm Fightful Select, which you uh, can subscribe to at FightfulSelect.com for just $5 a month. If you don't, you're not yeah, cool. That's true. Um, <laughs> so we we get um, Swerve comes out. He looks great with his skinny tie and, and his suit. And his sunglasses. He looked like the sixth Reservoir Dog, Mister Black. Like he was, he was. Oh, that that, that dude, man. I watched. Uh, he he tweeted this out. You get the full match of this. It's him versus Nick Wayne and Defy from a couple of weeks ago. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. It's like thirty minutes long. It is amazing. The Nick Wayne kid is going to be so so good. Um, but he and and Swerve. I was watching that going. Man, it bums me out. We didn't get to see him as the top contender to Roman Reigns. Like, yeah. like, like he he was there. He was on SmackDown. He's that good. He's that charismatic. He's a guy who could run your friggin' company. And we they just like like there's nothing. There's nothing. There's nobody on SmackDown for challenge to challenge Roman Reigns. And they they had that guy who would have been amazing at it and you could have done trios matches with him and hit row versus roman and the usos like that All that time. could have been a really fun thing but mm, um i think swerve is um is uh, a, a a top of the card dude especially now uh that they they can uh shuttle people around with with ring of honor if that's what they start to do um he's a he's a top of the card guy um i think that that um Depending on who's busy doing what, I think that uh, that Swerve could slot in and face anybody as a heel or a face. He's just so, so good at everything he does. Uh, Mark Losper says, Swerve may be the coolest dude on the roster. Um, yeah. Uh, He's up there. Yeah. He's up there. He, I believe it was Fightful that reported that AEW views him as someone that's a crossover star. Like, he he's just so great at so many things and he's so charismatic like upsettingly charismatic to the point where i think they think he could do a lot as far as um any sort of cross promotion and pop culture appeal like he's a guy that could could really expand the brand into other avenues of culture he did like some uh, returning soon vignette a few a few months ago uh that was all self-produced that was him leaning out of the passenger side rear window of a speeding car of firing <laughs> like a, a Tommy gun with a ski mask on in slow motion set to opera music in black and white. And at the, but at the end, after, after presumably he shot all the cop cars that are following him, he pulls off the ski mask and he's just cackling. And I was like, that's like the coolest, like, like, if that's just like the idea of what his character could be is like encompassed within a little one minute long video, like you sign me up for, for everything that guy could do. He's so creative. Um, I love this chat coming in from class. 
don't know Swerve, but I know he's cool AF and it's enough. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it is with yeah. him. And we'll yeah. put over um our buddies on Graph City too that had an interview with him. Yes. Um, yeah. and we'll put over Jeremy for scooping Will on his own show with his own family member before that happened uh on the spotlight with Steven Jensen. Yeah. So very cool of Will to forgive Jeremy for scooping him on his yeah. own show. Uh oh, they're they're already doing whose house swerve's house chance everybody is, knew too like, so everybody cool. everybody knew to do it like they're 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 ready um uh and uh um we got uh that's that's uh joss weaver says that and then uh, mark losper says got to give aw some credit they've really gone out of their way to attempt to solve the representation issue with the black community so great haven't they can't even take a victory lap on it because tony khan put his foot in his mouth already but it is it is nice to see no, the incredible strides that they've made. And they've done it with the right people, you know? Yeah, I don't want them to take a victory lap on it. I want them to just yeah. be, this is a thing because this is, we're, we're bringing the in, best talent in the world. It's the best talent in the world, bar none. Um, uh, we had Braun Wagner saying that hit, need to hit row in uh, in AEW. They're now known as the hit makers. Uh, but here's something that I loved. Did you see this, this, uh, this uh, uh, <laughs> uh, beef squashing photo? It was it was um, Asante Ad- the Adonis and uh, formerly known as Top Dalla, now known as Big Frank, um, with uh, Max Max Caster, yeah, uh, b- uh, uh, big, uh, uh, but with Max Caster and uh, Anthony Bowens, uh, and they were they posing together. They squashed the beef. They had the thing back and forth with like who's the best rappers or whatever. That's all done now. It's like the Bloods and the Crips have 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 decided we're not gonna do that anymore. We're not no more gang wars between us. So I mean, like, uh, would I want didn't to sign them? No, but it, would it be kind of cool to see them work work a match on dark? That'd be fun. Sure, yeah. Because I, or I, ROH, I, like whatever yeah, that's going to be. whatever. Yeah, I, I I think it could be a lot, a lot of fun. Um, but make no doubt about it. Swerve was the back that that faction was built. Oh, one hundred percent. Not the other way around. Like no, there, no, no, it was no. not equal parts. He in that he thing. did not need them. But they would have, I think, could have risen to prominence alongside alongside sure, him. Of course. Uh, I, of course. I I think I think that the AJ Francis is like really athletic and fun and charismatic for a big dude. And Ashanti the Adonis was doing some of the most fun character work we never got to see him really actually delve into. Like he was this crazed lunatic. Like he would he would get some kind of like perceived slight in the match. And just go crazy. And it took Top Dollar to like say, hey, we need you focused so we can win this match. Because otherwise, Ashanti Didas was gonna murder a bitch. Like, like he was like it was it was it was fun. Um, but we never gotta see that happen. So there you go. Cause Big Frank, here's the thing. K Ties, when you said Big Frank, amazing. The reason my eyes did that was because Big Frank to me reads as a 47-year-old, 400-pound man that is on your slow-pitch softball team, not anything But it's, cool. it's, it's Frank with a C, because, you know, it's short for Francis. Get it? So, you know. Like a Franck? Like a Franck. Okay. Um, like still Franck. no. It's no. a no for me. <laughs> um, so uh, You know what I wish, Alex? What? I wish that that name was nowhere to be found. And if you don't want people tracking where you are, well, NordVPN has you covered. I started to travel a lot more for work, which is why I'm not on this show right now. And there are little things that I'm discovering when I'm on the road, like 
I can't watch SmackDown unless I'm live at the hotel because YouTube TV tells me I'm out of my region. Fortunately, NordVPN.com slash Fightful can help, and it helps me watch a lot of shows that I would normally miss because they're region blocked in my area. It helps me get better prices on a lot of pay-per-view stuff. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. You can also use that code Fightful, and you're going to get 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. And it's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. There is nothing to lose here with NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It's the equivalent of buying a cup of coffee every month, a small price to pay for premium cybersecurity and access to a vast amount of entertaining content. NordVPN.com slash Fightful. It has made my life a whole lot easier, especially on the road. Check us out. Use that code FIGHTFUL at nordvpn.com slash FIGHTFUL. Kate has controlled the NordVPN narrative. Guys, if you wanted to watch the pay-per-view on Fight for a little bit less money and you use NordVPN, you could do that. You are not a slave to Bleacher Report or your cable providers. Um, VPN is a great, or NordVPN is a great deal when you use the code Fightful. Legitimately, if you sign up for those two years, you'll save more money on subscriptions, like for realsies, than you would without it. Um, and hey, you know what? That was the right ad that we were supposed to play. So killing yeah. it now that we are in the groove. Yeah. Dick jokes more fun for segues. I gotta be honest, but at least we played the right ad this time. Uh- Dan Janoff says, uh, of your Bluetooth segue, Kate is the best at segues. I was dying after that. Oh, thank you. Um, I was dying, too, because I had my own segue prepared for a different ad read for this segment that we're about to talk about, which I think is hilarious. Um, uh, because we got Jade Cargill versus take, uh, Ty Conti. Uh, and um, Jade Cargill was uh, all dressed up in, in green. She was dressed up as Jade from the Mortal Kombat thing, but she's got the green hair and everything. And so we have... Uh, the athletic greens that we're uh, I don't know why I'm just gonna do it right now. I just, I don't care. Sorry, back right, right back to back. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Think it of it my... this way: it's an ad break. You're getting them out of the way. A couple of ad, couple of commercials, and then there's no more. The, the rest of the rest of the show will be ad free. We talk hey, you a know lot about performance. It's named after a shade. And you know, if you want that performance, you want athletic greens one. AthleticGreens.com slash Fightful. So excited to work with Athletic Greens. You can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit AthleticGreens.com slash Fightful. And you might be asking, what is Athletic Greens? Well, one scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more in one convenient daily serving. I took multivitamin tablets before this. Uh, our strength and conditioning coach said you should probably move on to something more digestible. Recommended AG1. I loved it. I love how it made me feel. Love the energy that it gave me. And it got me a whole lot more vitamins than I was taking in general because it absorbs a lot better. Athletic Greens 1. It effectively replaces all those products, pills with one healthy drink. AthleticGreens.com slash Fightful, and check them out on Twitter at Athletic Greens. Let them know you heard about them from us. 
This show That's is a true. beautiful disaster. I love you too. We, we love were, you too, Mark. Yeah. If we were a tag team, we would be the beautiful disaster. Does Sean have the same hoodie in both ads that yeah, we played you, back you to re- back? Yeah, you recorded back to back. Come on, Sean. Come on, Sean. At least, at least change the shirt. Um, uh, <laughs> Louis says, Kate with the hot mic. That's true. Um, uh, Class the Rose says, I've never been less excited for a kiss than this. Not my timeline was excited because J- Jade, uh, Jade was, was dressed as Jade. My, my God, her, her ring gear looked fantastic. Uh, and she planted a big one right on Taya Conti, uh, who did not, who did not enjoy it. But my timeline was filled of, with, uh, screenshots of the kiss. Um, uh, gentlemen were not upset. By the smooth. There were there were a there were a lot of uh uh let's just say the L and LGBT on my timeline who were also very big fans <laughs> of this moment. This was the horniest Twitter has been since the Nikita Lions debut, I that would is say. True. That is um true. so this match was for me not super great. Um it was short, it wasn't mm-hmm. the the best match. Jade looks like a star, she has charisma for days. Um I liked Tay using the frog splash. I thought that was very fun. And I think Jade used the pile driver, right? At the end of this. Ty, Ty used the pile driver, yeah. Or I'm sorry, Ty did, yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, but just, you know, I like really strong in-ring work. I, I thought Layla and Chris kicked this match's butt. Um, but Jade has incredible upside in, in other ways. It's just not there for me in the ring yet. After her match with Anna Jay, I was really encouraged, and I was hoping this might be a little bit stronger than it was, but um, not my favorite, but not the worst. And like I think it was like eight minutes long, and it, it was what it was. The the pump kick that Jade brings out always looks great, so um, that was a fun spot. But overall, this match just didn't really click in for me very much. Uh, I think it was uh, I think it was sloppy. Uh, but kind of in a good way, it felt like a real fight. Like they were, um, they they didn't like each other. Uh, it, it like it it just it did feel that way. Like like uh, it was just two women who really wanted to beat the piss out of each other, um, as opposed to a worked fight. It felt like it was um, just just I don't like you, and I mean that sometimes that's that's good. Um, it, there were there are parts of it that that I thought uh, where that worked, and parts of it where I thought that it didn't. Um, um, I I all I will always love. Um, I I feel like there's like a, a backstage, um, I don't know, maybe like a bulletin board where everybody uh, there's screenshots of everybody's face right before they take the jaded, and everyone's trying to outdo each other with how scared they can look. Because I just love Taya. Because she didn't look scared. She looked pissed. Like damn it, I'm gonna lose this match. Like, oh, <laughs> son of ah, damn it. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought that was uh. Yeah, that was that was Tay, that was fine. Tay also, I love Jade looked amazing, but I love Tay's gear for this. And when she fought Brett, it feels like a fighter when she comes out with the flag and with her hair and like mm-hmm. the braids. Like I, I also love her look going into these matches. Yeah. And I just am kind of ready for like, all right, what's next for for Jade? I'm I was hoping someone would debut tonight. The next but, one, the we'll next see. one is a milestone. The next one is 30 and 0. I think that's what I, I'm thinking. I think after like, she, she gets to 30 and 0, maybe then if she'll be like, I'm 30 and 0. Nobody here can touch me. There's nobody on the roster who can beat me. And then 
somebody enters who's not on the roster. Athena, Tony Storm, yeah. Tegan Knox, someone in, in that vein. That could be really fun. God, it could be Diana at this point. Who the hell knows? So. Honestly, uh, it would be interesting as well. Um, <laughs> Mark Losper says Jade versus Nikita to blow up the internet. The internet would not recover. It wouldn't. The internet we would, would time not travel. <laughs> We would be in the astral somewhere. Would, like would we would not, not be in recover. this dimension anymore. Both women, uh, they, 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 the way they pin after their finisher is, uh, is by by putting their butt in their opponent's face. That uh, whatever, whatever, whoever wins the match, that screenshot's gonna live forever. It's gonna end up like this. Yep, right there. <laughs> uh, um. Uh. Okay. Before we get into the crazy one. Uh, where we're going to talk, I'm sure, for the, for the longest amount of time. Let's get some of these super and humper chats out of the way. For you, What's you guys a humper like, chat? Uh, go to humperchats.com, uh, and you can you can send us a humper chat. We get a, a bigger piece of the pie if you guys do that, and that's great. So thank, thank you. Also, you can just do the super chat thing at the bottom of the YouTube, and that's fine as well. Um, thumbs up. Thumbs up. That's also very important for the algorithm. Um. Uh, um, Fightful's best duo says CR Media. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Kate needs to run a promo school. Killing it. <laughs> you bears and you people can't put up a fight against me. Um, Let's go. I love me some soba. Says this pay per view. Humped. It did. That's why we are soliciting your humper chats. Well, because Shot so Kid Twenty Nine says AEW controlled their narrative tonight. What a show! One of the best pay per views I've ever seen, and that's including the pre show. Uh, first thoughts, Linder. Hold on. WrestleMania, not so much. <laughs> well, listen. I thought the whole thing was just fantastic. I mean, it was five hours on my couch, so that's basically every every Sunday for me. So that's fine as well. Uh, I had my snacks all laid out, a little charcuterie, a, gla- a bottle of wine. Wonderful. I like that you said glass, and then you went into a bottle look, of wine. Look, you were let's, being honest. let's be honest. It was several yeah. glasses of wine. Sure. Uh, but I, I did enjoy myself quite a lot. And uh, the match we're about to talk about with, with the uh, Charles Montgomery Punk, I do like him quite a lot. And I will talk about him some more. Um, if you uh, Lo- don't understand what that was about, hang out with us on Tuesdays and you yeah. get to be cool and inside. Uh, but Mark we're Losper, not explaining it. No, we're not, we, we, we shall never explain it. Mark Losper says AEW controls their narrative. WWE, not so much. Um, Chris Watson saw saw the pay-per-view in a very comfortable theater. What a banger. Brennan Tungate says, what a show. Uh, DJ Page says, um, NXT and NJPW. I've had some better matches on weaker cards, but start to finish, this was the best pay-per-view I've ever seen. Like they find new ways to top of themselves, man. I thought all that was the best as it could ever possibly get and full gear surpassed it. I don't know if, if this surpassed full gear for me because there were just some matches on there that I was just so excited to watch. Um, but it was still really, really great and way better than anything we're going to get in about a month. That's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, for me, All Out has been my favorite pay-per-view, but I can't argue with with tonight's or full gear. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's anything definitive. I think it just becomes a matter of taste after a while. Like, so 
I, I can't critique that. And when I'm watching them, it always feels like the best pay-per-view I've ever seen for the past three, for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, Josh Weaver says, I need a cigarette after that show. You and me both, sweetheart. Um, and Doug Kahn says, has uh, AEW ever had a bad pay-per-view? I mean, what, the, 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 end, the end of Revolution last year kind of soured the whole experience, but I know there were there were really good matches on the show, but that the the end of that thing with with the fizzled out uh, uh, exploding death barbed wire death match. Um, oh God, I kind of loved it though because it was so it was going to be either amazing or terrible, and it being terrible was amazing. But I mean, um, yeah, I feel like double or nothing was it double or nothing? Whatever one where it was like nine hundred degrees in Florida had a, a rough first half and a great second half whatever one it was mjf and yeah. moxley main eventing yeah. that was the only one that as a pay-per-view i felt like didn't fully necessarily mm -hmm. deliver but i still can't even call that a bad pay-per-view yeah um so in my opinion no but they've had weaker pay-per-views at points yeah dan janoff says that this show was near perfect eddie made jericho tap regal is all elite we're about to get to that my childhood hero went through two tables and punk and hangman showed us why honor is real. The narrative was controlled. Well, fear and loathing and NYC says, I thought control your narrative was uh, spending seven minutes in hell, uh, taunting, uh, Austin Aries, uh, telling him he's a bum in a broom closet. That's a thing. That's a rant room. That is a, that is a, that is a rant room. Um, so um here we go. <clears throat> um MJF does the thing that he likes to do sometimes where he plays the opponent's music and then comes out to his own music. But that was fun. I love his little robes that he wears with the Burberry pattern on them. Uh and Steve, then I don't get it scouted. <laughs> And then, uh, and then, Kate, I'll let you handle your feelings when you heard what we heard. You want me just to cry? You want me to cry <laughs> on, the, on the stream? No, not necessarily. I mean, all of it. So if you're not familiar, like a lot of geeks on the internet, I say that with love because I'm one of those geeks on the internet. Um CM Punk and Raven in Ring of Honor had a dog collar match that was uh, A, the last one Punk was in, and, and B, just a fantastic piece of wrestling history. And in that, um, his ROH theme is what played tonight. And he came out with gym shorts that were almost exactly what... They might have been the same ones, for all I know. They looked exactly the same as his Ring of Honor ones. This story is so good on its own but if you're familiar with the raven punk story some of the things that i'm just this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend volunteer a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time but the question is time for what and if it was unlimited how would you go about using it the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect 
on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Jeff was saying were things that Punk said leading into that Doc Collar match with Raven. Um, so when he came out to it, to Miserea Cantari, I think is I can't, words. Um, just the way it was set up with the cool fog and the pillars and stuff, but like so cool, so cool on its own gave me chills in the same way that the punk debut did. Honestly, like it it was such a fantastic moment. Um, But to have that been preceded by MJF doing punk's theme and punk saying, I'm still going to one up this rookie. Like the amount of storytelling that happened before the bell even rang. I just thought was so perfect and so cool. I loved that spoiler alert. At the end, they played Cult of Personality too. They didn't play that. So I thought it was so fun. But when he walked out, I mean, he was just a a blonde haircut away from looking exactly like he did in ROH. And with them having bought ROH a week ago, like, my goodness, like what a, what a, a fantastic tribute. And if you know anything about MJF, you know he's an absolute student of this. And if you know anything about Punk, you've seen he's an absolute student of this with the Bret Hart tributes and the Harley Race seesaw spot and the the last match with MJF. Um, so just going into this, like my, it already felt so visceral and and so personal and violent, and then that just made me so emotional and gave me such chills. I have a friend who does a podcast called the Shining Wizards Podcast, and he said they should have put the dog collar matches on them when they started the match, like uh, Piper and Valentine did. That was the only like piece of storytelling that wasn't there, which I thought would have been. I was I, once he clarified because I didn't know that um, he was like that would have been so fun. He's right, um, but I just before we even get into the match, my goodness, did this feel like it had a big fight? Feel. like what a fantastic fantastic thing this is something i'll bring up to um that paul turner refed the raven one in this i think that is true from from what yeah. i understand which That's is just heard. like absolutely incredible absolutely yeah. incredible um, um but just what a what a cool piece of of wrestling storytelling and it's something that if you don't know that 
you're going to be like, wait, what is Punk doing? And you're going to want to go look it up. Like, they're really good at stuff like that, too, where um, when something exists on a surface level, it's very compelling. But then when you do know the history, it's even that much more compelling. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Weaver says, now we know why TK really bought <laughs> ROH. Um, uh, Josh Cardenas says, ROH CM Punk, Kate must be losing her mind. I did. Um, I cried. I cried twice in this pay-per-view. Twice about wrestling in one night. I cried once about getting my face ripped off. I cried yeah. twice in one pay-per-view. Audio, and Eddie and Punk, of course. Yeah. Uh, Audio <laughs> Flesh says Punk walking out to AFI is an awesome nuanced detail for hardcore fans. It's refreshing to see a company invest in people that love it most rather than always spotlighting the money of casual fans. Loyalty. Um uh yeah i I agree Uh, there was something where like uh there you could tell there was the vast majority of people in that in that crowd were not familiar but the ones who were were losing their minds i saw one guy who was singing along and looking around like why is nobody else singing too this is the (laughs) best moment of my life like he was just going crazy um I I, i yeah, that was you. I was wondering um, why my dog wasn't singing along. <laughs> uh, I I thought it was uh, that was uh, when because I didn't recognize the music, but I recognized the gear. Yeah, and I was like, oh, that's oh now I get what this music is. Okay, oh wow, this is awesome. Like this is just him playing the hits. Um, like it's like 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 not playing the hits, but like referencing his past in certain ways that we've seen before. Um, that I love. This is why. This is why I absolutely believe we're getting a summer of punk again. And I don't know if you saw, but the back of his jacket had the X's on it, and he mm-hmm. has not really talked straight edge at all, which makes me think we might be getting a drunk cowboy versus a straight edge prick in the very near future. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, there's there's some there's something to it, but I do believe we're getting summer of punk uh, this year. I yeah. think it's going to be something great. Uh, Class the row says, "If someone laps for twenty years, I loved hearing AFI." Uh, zero fear 94 says miseria cantare, uh, or whatever you ever pronounce it. Brent Lockman says the same thing that title of the song I butchered. Well, now I guess I gotta mark out for days now. <laughs> um, this, this corrects the Suzuki incident, you know what I yeah. mean? This is like their their penance. <laughs> um, so this, um, Punk this, screaming the lyrics when yeah. he got to the ring was he just. These moments where he looks so genuinely happy, just oh my god, are they're just the best? Yeah, just um, the best. Uh, so now the match, Kate. Um, I, I, I thought it was, it was, you got to do the thing, even though it, 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 I, I understand you got to do it. MJF, like, I'm going to escape. Oh, no, I'm not. Like, three times, I was like, you got to establish that that's impossible. And then you can do the rest of the match. But every time he did it, I was like, MJF knows he can't run away. He's wearing a dog collar that is attached to CM Punk. Please stop doing that. And he's, I wish they had referenced that he had been in two dog collar matches before. MJF had on, on the indies. If you're going to acknowledge it in one arena, I know indie wrestling is not the same as having had one in, in Ring of Honor. But like, I think that yeah. would have been a cool part of the story. Um. Yeah, that's, that's true. Um. I... I I thought that you know everyone knew they were going to bleed. 
and yeah. they did. Punk Punk bled a lot. Um, so much so that I was like, this is a, this feels like it's early in the match and he's bleeding quite a lot. Are we sure he's not gonna pass out? <laughs> um uh but um I I thought it was really great. They um the, some really good psychology, uh in-ring selling and storytelling. Um uh, just these two guys are, are masters of their craft. They really, really are. Um uh they bring you knew it was going crazy when they when they brought out the um um the uh the, the thumbtacks and everything like Ugh. it was just um I, I and thought pin it, attempts on the thumbtacks yeah like, pin attempts yeah. ow there was there was uh there was some really great stuff like um MJF having to crawl through the thumbtacks to to get the pin oh attempt on him God. and him going ah ee, ooh. like he's just really great he's really 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 great um he uh, is uh, unbelievable yeah at selling he's unbelievable at a lot of things he did this with darby allen too selling getting injured in a match is one of the things he's the most incredible at that broken hand while not broken was broken in everything he did he did that with the knee against darby allen he Mm -hmm. is unreal at making you think that he is like shoot injured in in matches i loved the microphone spot when bunkers eat shit masks yeah that was so much fun yeah where he was I like i say i say i quit i like that and i loved like he like mjf gets up on the top rope and he's like about to deliver a speech to the crowd and punk just yanks, yanks him him so rope. smart that was great i it's thought so that was really smart. fun back um, to the broken hand mjf started throwing forearms like little yeah, things like that yeah, it's like that yeah because your hand's broken you're not gonna punch yeah. the guy you're gonna throw a forearm we saw an anaconda device that was really fun yeah um the pile drivers on the apron spot was insane. Yeah. Um, MJF having the Pepsi plunge scouted was so great. That was good too. Yeah. Um, but overall, the storytelling dog collar matches are so interesting because everything feels so vulnerable when there's something around someone's neck. Like it's a different level of uncomfortable than tax or a steel cage because it's someone's esophagus and their throat like it just feels so very like man one wrong move in either direction and it shit gets really scary um and and the perfect stipulation for a blow-off that got this um personal like that like i just it, it did feel maybe a little bit long but i think this card it's it's hard to figure that out like it's such a a roller coaster when you're watching this high quality wrestling for five hours, but overall just so, so good. And we can talk about the world low spot whenever you want. Yeah, we will. Um, <laughs> uh, class. The Rose says was afraid punk would hit Eddie at judgment day levels of bleeding. Um, yeah. Or, or, or what Cena versus uh, JBL in that one match where it was just like, oh, just God, little sheets yeah. of blood. Um, uh, uh, but yeah, so he says thank the wrestling gods when he clotted. Amazing match. I I, I I'm I'm fine with getting color. I don't want to have to worry about your safety. You know what Especially I mean? Especially like, when they did that last week already. Yeah. Which that I was like, that's a short segment. That's fine. Yeah. This is like they hit an artery both times. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this um, is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, does uh, uh C says does WWE st- uh, still own this fire burns yeah. because i thought he would come out to that no they wwe does still own it so yeah no, i don't do. think that's gonna happen but one thing i did love uh, before the match even started 
Uh, ben Dixon says, MJF told Roberts to intro, intro him as better than the best in the world, and Punk predicted it and asked to be introduced as the Second City Saint. Love it. That's uh, so good. So They're good. so detailed, the two of them. Like, um, so detailed. Yeah, so there's a, there's spots with, with the thumbtacks and everything. And then uh, MJF crawls over to the ropes and starts yelling, Wardlow, Wardlow. And I, it's an accident. Certainly didn't happen on purpose. One of those things. But I thought it really took away from the moment when, uh, when, when they realized what MJF was no longer attached to the dog collar. But the, the, the chain wasn't attached to his dog collar anymore. And they had to come over and attach it in that moment while he's waiting for for, for Wardlow to come down. It just felt like it took away from the urgency of the whole thing. Um, uh, but, like, obviously you, you can't do anything about it. It's just a thing that happened. Um, yeah, and I, I try never to. I, I know everybody also thought that when Jericho fell off the cage and MJF pushed him, it looked so cheesy because he was obviously falling onto pillows. I have a hard time faulting production for things that are in wrestlers best interest safety wise, which I think is what that is. Those dog collars have to be gimmicked to keep people from actually choking each other. And it probably came detached from that. So it does. Oh, it just, it breaks the emotion in those moments. But like, I can't ever fault anyone for that when it's probably a matter of safety for, for your wrestler. Like that just, it makes too much sense, but of all the high drama moments. (laughs) Yes. Um, but anyway, Wardlow comes down, and he's in a suit. He's already showered. He looks like a, a trillion dollars. And he walks down, and Wardlow's like, you know, he, the MJF is like, give me the ring. He's like, comes down, he's like, you know what? I think I forgot it. And I was like, is that the spot that Wardlow is going to like have to run back for the ring, and MJF will blame him for not having the ring with him? Um, is that what we're going to do? Um, and, uh, like, I suppose we could do that, but I kind of wanted something more direct and because they like to read my mind, (laughs) um, (laughs) CM Punk pulled MJF into uh, a GT, uh, GTS. Um, and then he looks over at Wardlow and Wardlow's like, you know what? I, I forgot. I put it in this pocket, brings out the ring just places it on the apron and walks away. And Punk smiles, picks up the ring, puts it on, makes sure that MJF knows he's wearing it, punches him right smack dab in the middle of the face and pins him one, two, three. Um, oh, by the way, the cell for the, for the, for the GTS that, that um, MJF like bounced back up and was standing there, and then collapsed into the thumbtacks, and for a second was like, "I'm unconscious." Then I was like, "Oh Jesus, I've gone, I've landed in thumbtacks." That was so. <laughs> that good. was so. That good. was so great. If so you've great. ever had an all-over body pain, yeah, that's like a very real reaction yeah. to that. I loved that cell. I loved yeah. that cell too. Um, yeah, this was so good. This yeah. was better than I thought it was. And to me, there's a few things I like about it. One. Wardlow turned his back on MJF. MJF can whine about that forever. Mm-hmm. CM Punk also, he cheated. He cheated to win this match, and he's in the middle of, like, slowly turning heel, kind of. Well, and MJF can then complain about that, know, too. I mean, his his whole thing is that, you know, 
Um, I mean, did I really? I mean, there was just a thing that was right there. I didn't. I didn't bring the fo- the, the the foreign object into the ring, which is great. I agree with you. Like he is turning heel slowly, but like I think that that's this is part of the nuance of that in in that in that direction. Um, uh, Wardlow with the face of the ter- the the face turn of the revolution says Lord Jackson. Don't care who wins out of Sammy and Scorpio. That sirloin beef son of a bitch is going to power bomb them into the core of the planet. We'll <laughs> talk about that in a second. Um, uh, but I did like this one. Max Power five one four says, assuming he hangs on to it, that ring is going to corrupt Punk, isn't it? Oh yeah. Like I love that idea. There's like, oh no, this is mine now. And I'm going to just like the idea of like Bilbo Baggins with the ring of like, you know, <laughs> why, why shouldn't I keep it? Why shouldn't I? Um, I, oh that's my fun, God. especially because that... he's not a guy that would have a diamond ring, no. but he is a guy that would but... have an object that screws everyone over. So the fact that he like kind of inherited it. In and I love way. the idea that like he's going to keep it because it just pisses off Max. Yes. But then he gets to like it. It gets to become a thing of that's his now. That would be a really cool way to like help with that. That'd be that'd be great. Yeah, I I I like that a lot. Um, anyway, uh, um, so Josh Weaver says uh, this fire burns is a kill switch engage song. They currently own the rights. Well, no, WWE bought the rights to the the song from Kill Switch Engage in two thousand five and have remained with the rights of it since. Um, uh, says Luis, who's our researcher. Uh, Just Weaver says, actually a very funny story about this fire burns and how it was supposed to be Randy Orton's music. This is yeah. also true. Um, uh, yeah, this match felt like the Foley and Triple H street fight from 2000, says Brody Man Hennessy. Uh, that is also true. Um, now, so what's happening here from, from here with Wardlow? Um, uh, what do you think is more likely that because uh, i think what's happening is that is that mjf is going to throw off the handle and be super pissed and um and go back on his word to to take to take the title shot to not take the title shot from um from wardlow that's kind of obvious i think he's is where we're going out of this but um do you think mjf steals the title shot or the title from wardlow because I think it's more snivelly and and heelish to like let Wardlow win the match and then take the title belt from him, as opposed to because he has apparently he said in in the in the in the in the spot with Mark Sterling a few months ago that he also reserves the right to take title shots, not just titles. So there's either way. Um, I think that. Um, there's a, uh, there's both things I could, I could be, uh, presented for, but I do love the idea of allowing Wardlow to win the championship and then coming out and being like, thank you. That's mine now. I think is the perfect way for him to be maximum heel. I think there's a couple routes you could go. A few that you haven't thrown out that I'll throw out as possibilities are, um, they mend fences. And MJF says, the only way I'll forgive you is for you to give me the title shot. And then when MJF calls for him in that, Wardlow 
also doesn't come and let Scorpio Sky retain <laughs> or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or Wardlow, um, MJF costs Wardlow the match and Scorpio Sky retains that way. Because that keeps the title hot potato game out of it a little bit. Right. And if you, I feel like Scorpio Sky deserves a real reign. Um, but I, I feel like taking the shot away from Wardlow is like meaner somehow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there you go. Like uh, Josh Weaver says, Wardlow wins and then MJF releases him from his contract. So he's forced to forfeit the, the TNT title. Um all of these, like all of these little things, I think are are immediately null and void because then Tony Khan would be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm going to sign this guy because he's awesome. He won the you won the ladder match and look look at him this crazy win streak. I'm not going to let him like be a free agent. I'm going to sign him, which I feel like can be easily explained away by like having no no no. There's a non compete. Like he can't sign in any in his contract. If I fire him, he can't go anywhere, blah, 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 kind of a thing. Like there's a there's a way of getting around that to, to make to make the logic work. Um I I wonder if Scorpio Sky just loses to Sammy Guevara anyway, especially if Max is gonna be the one to actually get the title shot, because Max being the one to beat Sammy to end Sammy's reign um feels more impactful than him beating Scorpio. But if Wardlow were to win, I feel like maybe him beating Scorpio, the heel, f- makes more sense. I'm not really sure either way, but I am very because I I believe this 100. Wardlow versus MJF is your double or nothing match. I just don't know. Yeah, like, it has to be. It's I just, just don't how know, do you get there? Is how do you for get a there title? from here? Right, yeah. all that stuff. But that's. But I'm very, very excited uh, for that. Um, Just a fun quote coming out of the scrum real quick, because Sean is tweeting a lot of them. CM Punk is emotional over the AFI theme, and he tells Righteous Red she's happy with the ROH footage is in good hands instead of on a shitty app on a tab that doesn't work. (laughs) I love him so much. (laughs) He's pretty great, huh? I love him so much. And I think he unblocked Sean. It looks like based on on the which which just makes me happy that's good um you just really give a fuck i love that guy so much (laughs) phil felice says it could be with the two belts wardlow gets to keep one of them i don't know that's interesting um i think i think i think maybe one of the reasons they've kept the two belts around is because a guy who would absolutely insist on carrying around two belts is MJF. And if they know they're going to actually give MJF a long title reign, him insisting on wearing both belts around his midsection so he comes out like this. Such a dick move. Such a dick move to do. I think that might be why they haven't gotten rid of one of them. Do you know why I think that's the case? Hmm. Because Cody Rhodes has not signed with the WWE at this point. Yeah, perhaps. And I, I don't want to be false hope gal, but if they want to bring him back as a heel, that's a yeah. hell of a way to do it. That's so, true. but also the two belts look really cool. Um, yeah. So here we go. Um, this, this appears to be the thing that, that is, that is, uh, people have marked as the most divisive or let's say the low light of, of the match of the, of the, of the card. I think it was, unfair to them 
to place this on the card where they did. Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. Um, especially knowing where they were, how they were going to build the match because of what they're going to do with it. Um, so, um, Thunder Rosa looks fantastic in her, in her, in her ring gear as always. Uh, love her. I love her ring entrance. Uh, Britt Baker looks great too. They have a new women's title belt. So like, yes, and it looks much better. It looks fantastic. Very old school. Love it. Um, There was a lot of interference. We'll say that it was a very. I thought parts of the match were really great when it was just uh, Rosa and Britt getting to work together. I thought there were some really good spots and, and some some good stuff in there. Um, Rosa brings out the best in Britt. I'll say that she really does. Um, and everyone, yeah, just everyone who's in the ring with her, yeah. Um, and then uh, and then the ref gets to be stupid. And um, and and be easily distracted, and things happen. Um, um, so Rebel gets on the apron several times. They should have just ejected her, but they didn't because this is the the felt the finish they were building to. Um, this is I, I said it when they when Thunder Rosa pinned Britt Baker clean in that finish on on Dynamite. I was like, this they're 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 planning something hinky. And they did. Um, uh, so everybody got involved over and over and over again. The damned numbers game, the the distraction, people at ringside. Uh, eventually, uh, Rosa is able to uh, get rid of both of them, but slides back into the ring for a curb stomp and the one, two, three. So the, the, that's that's what happened. So your thoughts. Um. I okay, a couple things on FIFA Select. If you want to subscribe for those five dollars, there were a lot of notes in AEW, and one of them was, and Sean didn't say which match, but the ending to one of the matches got switched several times. I think it was this one, completely projecting. Mm-hmm. I think it was this one because I don't know, we're getting Rosa and legit Layla next week to get back here. It feels a little thrown together. And interference is such an easy way out. I didn't like the match. I would have rather had maybe one interference spot that was egregious, which justified a rematch. Um, I just am, for as much momentum as this feud has had, it feels deluded by that. Now, I'll say this. When there's egregious interference, a great way to keep people away from a ring the next time two people meet is a steel cage. So if they give us a steel cage match in San Antonio and Rosa goes over, I will have more appreciation for this, even though as a matter of taste, I didn't like it because there will have been a logical wrestling-based payoff. I still would prefer that it wasn't so heavy on it, but I think the way this was designed is to set us up for something like that. I still think it would be cool to do a Texas death match in San Antonio, but a, a steel cage match keeps people out of out of the cage. So as you kind of predicted yesterday and going into this. Um, so I will appreciate this more after the fact if that's what they end up doing. I would still prefer if they had gotten there a, a bit of a better way, just because I feel like this is, is very, very played out in the Britt Baker reign. And 
for a reign that has mostly been the challenger of the month club, it's like, come on, this is like the one feud feud we're getting and we don't even get to like see <laughs> see them blow off and hate each other and get angry and whatever. So it wasn't my favorite. I have a feeling this might have changed hands booking wise. The injury stuff is not true. Please don't believe that that's out there. Sean has confirmed multiple times and has a very close working relationship with Thunder Rosa. Um, and she is not injured. So it wasn't that. Um, but just, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't for me, but I'm wondering if in two weeks I will at least understood this a little bit more. And it does actually a super chat rolling in with the point I was about to make. So we'll let Alan Jeanette make it. Thunder Rosa looked weak by not having backup, knowing Britt has support to interfere as they did. That's the thing is it's like Thunder Rosa is too smart to not see that coming. Especially um, since we, we know, no, no, she has established backup. Yeah, she has friends now. She she has Mercedes Martinez who, who watched her back and tagged with her on Wednesday. I would have loved if they knew they were going to do this finish to do a spot where Rebel hits Mercedes in the back of the knee with with a, with a lead pipe or something some justification and for so why that's there. why mercedes isn't cleared to come down to ringside for tonight no. and that's why she's alone like uh yeah i i i understand i i i i get all, all of that i'm going to read a lot of these things there's a lot of the, the same ideas but I, I i get it um so uh ryan largent says i'm done with a house of torture level bowl with with brit <laughs> Uh, and Rosa doesn't get an auto rematch while wasting Layla, not as her first defense. Um, uh, and Simmons to 11 says uh, the interference was really bad and made Brit look very weak as a champ because she was down for the three count and tap more than once. All of those visual things, what with all the interferences are made are meant to make you, but no, Rosa was cheated multiple times and she deserves this rematch so that when she gets an automatic rematch you're like well she deserves it i mean somebody else might not but she does specifically for all these reasons they are doing a lot of dog walking to get to that <laughs> particular spot that's exactly um, what but they're that's doing. what they that's i do think that's they've had an eye on that like like having like the 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 one year anniversary of the St. Patrick's Day Slam lights out match uh, in in San Antonio which is Thunder Rosa's home base like they've had an eye on that for a while. I saw a lot of people who said then don't have this match on the pay-per-view. And I'm like uh, okay, I think you might have been able to get away with like a, the tag match we saw on Wednesday here instead. And if Thunder Rosa wins, if her team wins, then she gets the title match. Or Britt versus Mercedes. Or Britt versus Mercedes, something like that. I don't know. Um, uh, the That's why says, I feel like this was the one that switched hands a few yeah. times. Like, it, it feels a little bit like, yeah. ah, we changed our minds because right. you're right about Santa. They probably saw what you had to say and were like, crap. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I did. It was all my fault. Yeah, uh, the Nerguru said also, I think if the hometown win for Rosa was the plan, they shouldn't have had this match tonight. Instead, have a women's face of the revolution ladder match. Well, that might have been interesting. Oh, that's interesting. Um, Jade's um, next challenger because Jade keeps beating everyone, something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, R26 says, loved everything. 
in the show minus the women's title match, underwhelming, underwhelming match, and lazy booking have been the two main things of Bray- Baker's reign. Yeah. Booking, yeah. Right. There, there's been some memorable matches. The one with Sheeta was great. The one with Ruby was, I thought, was awesome. The Chris Statlander one was my favorite. Yeah. Um, and her Riho matches were pretty good. I'm just not the biggest Riho fan in the world, but like ring wise, certainly good enough. Um, Nerguru, yeah. Uh, yeah, Nerguru says, I know that they want Rosa to get the hometown win and all that, but why do this now then? We've known Britt can't win without interference already. Um, this is the other thing about Britt. I, 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 I think we all were like, I think that there were a lot of people who were like, um, she is great, but there's just something missing from the women's division. I think Britt Baker being the champion is going to fix that. And no, it's not a magic elixir. You actually have to do the work and book the right feuds and stuff. And that wasn't done. And I think that's going to, now people are blaming Brit the way some people were blaming Hikaru Shida because, sure. oh, you know, she doesn't speak English very well, or people can't get into her because blah, blah, blah. Like, no, it's none of these women's fault. Like you got to do the work to get them over to actually make the, the reins feel significant. And, and some of that wasn't, wasn't done. And it's not a switch. Like it takes time, and we've seen, I think, a lot of growth in the time of her reign, but the booking of her reign has not been great. Yes, Uh um, uh, Lord Jackson says, I'm not surprised dental offices can act and can double as houses of torture. Uh, (laughs) Rosa is winning in Texas, but I would have preferred it tonight. I wonder what the stip will be. They need to keep people out, but also, but also top last year. What about AEW's first hell in a cell? Um, (laughs) <laughs> that would be interesting. They the cage they they had um the Lucha Bros versus the Young Bucks in is so freaking immense. Like if they could figure out a way to get that into San Antonio, there's no way Jamie Hayter is scaling that thing. And then you just you you ban him from ringside. You you say like not only get can like can you not get in there or whatever, have the ref do the do the work. Get the hell out. If anybody tries to pass a kendo stick through the through the chain link, get the hell out. Like have the ref actually do the work. But yeah. Well, AW um, refs are not great. I was it I think it was Punk in an interview who before that tag match with the giant cage that you're talking about was like, hey, be safe. Don't do anything stupid off of it. And I guess Phoenix was like, ha, yeah, we'll try. And Punk was like, <laughs> no, be safe. And they were like, sure. Sure. <laughs> I get you. Oh yeah, no, I'll be safe, but like my version of safe, which is yeah. not normal people's. I don't right. understand how gravity works. I'm I'm Ray Phoenix. Yeah. Um, but I just thought that was such a fun story that he. I think it was on Renee's podcast. He was like, "Be safe," and they were like, "Sure." Yeah. Whoops. Um, Ricardo Alidolo says five out of five pay per view. I love the show from top to bottom. My only complaint is that Brit won. Was expecting Rosa to snag that new belt. Love you guys. She'll snag that new belt on March 16th. Wait, do you want to be petty really quick? Do you want not not really? Why would I want to be it's like it's like a fun petty? Well, sure, you be petty for me then. Well, it's kind of Phil Lindsay being petty, who we love on Grapsity, who said, Man, it kind of feels like the second that Brandy left. They got a new women's title and the belt maker made it in the past 21 days because Brandy helped design that belt. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was like Brandy's gone? We're making a new belt. 
I mean, I, I I don't, but 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 sure, I suppose I don't know. This is something that Linda and Sheila can talk about at oh, a later yeah, time. Yeah, but perhaps, I just thought it was I perhaps. thought it was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Largent says the TBS championship is being booked far better than the women's world championship. Uh, I just, I just feel like they, they didn't, they don't know what they're doing with this woman, with the Britt Baker thing. It was just, it just felt like it there. They didn't get enough. It's lazy. It's lazy. We can yeah. say that. That's not like that yeah. malicious, but it is lazy. Yeah. Uh, Brennan Tungate says the only bummer about the show is Rosa having to wait 10 days for her coronation. But that hometown pop is going to be cacophonous. I, I still think like we're all pissed about it now. The match that they have in the steel cage is going to be great because it's going to be the two of them, and that's it. Uh, nobody else is going to be involved. It's going to be it's going to be really great. Um, and when when not if when Thunder Rosa wins, the the place is going to go berserk for her. She's going to hoist that title up while while sitting on top of the cage in the main event of Dynamite, and people are going to go crazy for her. And it, it I think we're going to look at that and go. I don't like how they got here, but here is a pretty great place to be. I think so too. It also like look at us in the same breath saying like, we haven't really seen any women's feuds and now they're extending a feud to be a best of three and we're still complaining about it. So we got to give a little bit on one end. I just feel like the way that this match was put together was not necessarily the best way to get there. But I, I think you're a hundred percent right in that. I think two weeks yeah. from now we're going to be elated. Yeah. Uh, Josh Weaver says, I mean, they pretty much confirmed exactly what you said, Alex. Rosa is getting the belt in San Antonio. You're so much um, more humble than I am. I would have been like, yes, I predicted it. Nah, I, you know, it's <laughs> I've been wrong about a lot of things. Um, so have I. That but, makes the uh, victory laughs even sweeter. I don't know what uh, you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crow about a prediction I got right in the next match. But um, Mark Losper now. Uh, hey, wait, hold on one second. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, N Simmons 211 says, AW Women's Division definitely needs some some vets. I wish someone like Io Shirai was there or AJ Lee came back pushing Shuina Deeb would, all, would help also. Um, they need they, they might need some new faces, a new structuring of, of what is the top of the card might be interesting. Um, I, I think that, yeah, Io Shirai would help any women's division. Io Shirai's kind of amazing. Uh, but yeah, so um, we got this thing, Mark Losper has said uh, that he that if 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 uh, Britt Baker won tonight, then he would cash at me fifty dollars. Is what he said. Uh, Mark Losper tonight said, "I don't care about the anniversary. Whether there's dynamite in her hometown, if you're going to crown a champion, crown them on the pay per view." I I I get it, and and they understand that the 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 pay per view is going to be great regardless, but. They want major, uh, they want major things happening on dynamite every week, and that would qualify as a major, major thing. You know, it's interesting. Think... We got no title changes tonight. Nope. And it was a great pay per view, mm -hmm. and and a lot of stories finished still. Yeah. And it was a great pay per view, and mm -hmm. no title changes. I didn't realize that until this moment. That's really right. interesting. Because we're gonna get title changes in the next couple of weeks. Like yes, the, TN, the TNT title is going to change hands at least once, and uh, the women's title is going to change hands. Tag tag titles are probably going to change hands at Battle of the Belts. Like we're going to get, we're, we're yeah. going to get, we're going to get a bunch of a bunch of stuff. Um, Mark Losper says, "I saw three things on this pay per view because I was working: the tag match, the ladder match, and this god awful finish. This was overbooked tripe." It was and kind Mark of Lo like ECW overbooked. This was a lot. 
Mark Losper says, I've never been so mad to work the day of a pay-per-view. The parts I saw were incredible, other than the stupid Brit finish that cost me $50. <laughs> to Alex, five stars. And then he says, uh, he said it here, he said, uh, oh, where did he, where did he say it? I want to click on the thing. He says, also, Alex, DM, DM, me, DM me your PayPal. <laughs> uh, I'm not taking your money, but we'll figure out a charity you can donate to, okay? Um, or you can buy us more time on Tuesday nights. <laughs> Send it to Sean. Sean is easily bribed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, that actually uh, makes us more money. If you yeah. do it that way, you'll be making Alex more money potentially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we Going back to that dog collar match, Samuel Hernandez sent in a, 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 a super chat saying... That dog collar match humped so much. So happy that I was there and got oh. to see it in person. <gasps> you were there? Gimmick Samuel Hernandez, you were there? Do you, do you also <sighs> just flip your hair back and forth when you say it? <laughs> Gimmick infringement, pal. But I'm, I'm so glad you got to experience that live. What an awesome experience. Yeah. Okay. Um. The next match uh, was John Moxley and Brian Danielson. And again, this, I thought, should have been kept far away from the uh, the dog collar match because it is a dog collar match without a dog collar. These guys, no, neither one of them going to run from each other. They're never going to be further than 12 feet from each other. They're just, they're always going to be at each other's throats, beating the shit out of people, out of each other. And they're both going to bleed. And every all of that happened. <laughs> all of that happened. And so it, it felt like it was like the other match the that was like the same thing that we saw before, two matches ago, which is Similar a hard pace and yeah. Yeah, like it's a hard thing to do. But these guys are two of the very, very best in the world. John Moxley, he I don't I don't think like like Brian Danielson's the best in the world. Yes. Arguably ever. Right. John Moxley, I think, is my favorite professional wrestler right now. Really? Just the way he moves around. There was that that one where he got he um he got snapmared and then kicked in the back. Oh my god! And this the way yep. he was like, "All right, yes. okay, you know what? Now it's on, you motherfucker!" Like it was just this this wonderful imperceptible of like that hurt, and I'm 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 going to now hurt you. The storytelling was, it was hard because it took me a minute to get into, but it was so, the storytelling was so good because it wasn't about victory for the sake of victory. It was about victory for the sake of one-upmanship. Yeah. And, um, and the fact that Danielson has beat Mox every single time. Um, (laughs) Danielson, for a guy who wasn't good at promos. Yeah. He mentioned William Regal last week, didn't he? Um, And there's been things like in interviews right before the one hour Broadway, he dropped an interview where he said, um, it's fun having shorter matches than AEW because I can just go so balls to the wall. And and then he did a one hour Broadway. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's constantly doing those things on top of like, promos on screen being so great um but it i i think i'm gonna go back and watch a lot of this pay-per-view 
at a different time, like post the dog collar match stuff. Cause I think this was a great match. I was just like, so exhausted emotionally in a good way, but the storytelling between the two of them was, was fantastic. Like this, we're going to bleed together thing. God, it just, it, it was the physical manifestation of everything they've been saying for the past few weeks. It really, really was of, um, it was like, you hit me, you son of a bitch, well, I hit you. And then the situation where they were like both face to face and kicking each other's chests was just oh, like, was great. oh, God, just so good. Um, and clearly two guys that are familiar with each other, you know, that always adds a, a, a bonus layer because I think there's just an extra layer of, of comfort as a wrestler, it seems like. Yeah. So I, it was a great match. It got a little bit lost on me. I did not like it where it was on the card, but the surprise we got, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And well, Mox well, got a win for the first time in his well, career. Yeah, we'll over, talk about well, yeah, yeah. Um, Brent Lockman uh, says that Mox saw Danielson versus Suzuki and said, "I'll have what they're having." Um, <laughs> uh, it, it did feel a lot like that match. Um, this they was really referenced great. It on commentary and, a couple and um, the the one the 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 horn of myself uh, that I will toot. Is I I predicted the finish of this match. You did. Which which was that um that Danielson's gonna have too much fun stretching Mox in every which way and trying to get Mox to tap out, but Mox isn't going to. Mox just won't. He, he refuse. You'll have to break all of his limbs to do that. Um, so while Danielson is like, what other crazy pretzel can I get you to twist in? Mox is gonna surprise him with a crazy pin and, and Danielson's going to get pinned before he even knows what happened. And, and that's what they did. And I was like, Holy shit. Hey, awesome. My thing happened. Like that was the one time to, of all the things I predicted tonight. I was like, that's a thing that I said, um, because I did not, everyone I saw was predicting Danielson was going to win. I was like, I think the story is better here. If Mox sneaks one out both for Mox and for Danielson, um, once you've already broke, you know, you've already, uh, figured out how to how to get we've already given Danielson his first loss. Now it doesn't feel champion. like you know, yeah, yeah he, he doesn't have to win all of his matches. Um, and Mox gets his first win versus Danielson, and it's it's a way to like to prove that like not only is he is is a tough son of a bitch, but he's also smart and resilient. And it's it's why Danielson wanted to work with this guy in the first place. Danielson wouldn't respect a guy who couldn't beat him. Like there's some re really great, but like stuff here. Um, but I loved that Danielson got up in the face of the ref. And, and the ref pushed back. Good for that ref. He was not going to be a doormat. I liked that about that ref. I, I thought that was really great. And, but then uh, Mox and Danielson kept fighting. And I was like, is this where Claudio comes out? I was like, no, it's even better. It's even better because Regal came out. William Regal walking down the side of the ramp, around to the side with a look of concern and anger and disappointment, like a like like a pissed off father whose two adult sons are beating each other up at the family reunion. I loved this. My God. Oh, you know I... what? The only small thing, and it's not even a bad thing because I think it kept the surprise intact. At no point did it occur to me that William Regal was also Dean Ambrose. I'm wearing a Dean Ambrose shirt, by the way. Um, 
was also Dean Ambrose's mentor. And Danielson said, you know, I, I was mentored by guys like William Regal and Moxley did not respond and say, Hey, so was I, Yeah. Um, which I think kept the surprise intact a little bit, but what a fantastic. And he comes and he slaps him in the fucking face. Oh no. Cause, cause, cause Mox won't, won't back down. He's walking toward him for, he's got, he's kind of smack him around. You get in line. And then Danielson's like, ha 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 ha. Dad likes me more. And, and then Brickle slaps him in the face and says, you two shake hands now. And it was just awesome. Cause, 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 uh, because shaking hands is what we do. Kate. Where? Honor is real. And ring of honor. We shake hands after the match. We do. Um, God damn. That was great. And, got, that, and amazing. Like, there's a reason William Regal has had the career he's had. Like he just came in and like he had been there his whole life. Like he had been in the storyline for a year. Like the immediacy with which he was just plopped in there and made it feel like he was a part of this story is so incredible and insane and amazing. I love it so much. Out of all the possible surprises that were running through my head, Samoa Joe, Swerve showed up, Claudio. I did not think Redbeard was going to show up Friday. I did not think William Regal was going to show up here in this way. Like, oh my God, my little wrestling Mark heart was just going insane. And it just made me... It made me happy for me as a fan because I know the impact he's going to have on the product. And Tony Khan, I guess, said in the presser that he's going to be booking ROH, but I cannot imagine you wouldn't have somebody like Regal who has all the developmental experience (laughs) coming over, not be involved in some way, maybe Mm -hmm. not booking. Um, But just the the impact he's going to have on the product makes me so happy for me as a viewer. And the fact that he has a job with the superior, in my opinion, creative wrestling company and the second biggest wrestling company in the world that can probably compensate him the way he deserves to be compensated made me so happy for that guy. Cause he just comes across as the best dude. Yeah. Like he really, really does. And everybody had such wonderful things to say about him on their yeah. way out and how there wouldn't be a, uh, Becky Lynch and FTR a Bailey without William Regal. So I'm selfishly so excited as a fan and overwhelmingly excited for what that means for the product. Right. Um, We get, um, we got all these people who are reacting to Regal. Regal is the biggest thing that's going to. You have to read them in your Regal voice though, please. Oh my God. Um, C says, um, how has William Regal come before Veer? Um, Chris Rain says uh, uh, just got home from the cinema and it was amazing the whole theater erupted when Regal came out Um, uh, that cinema experience rules you gotta do it that would have been a pretty great one honestly that would have been a pretty great moment Um, uh, (laughs) long suffering fan says I just want to thank you guys for keeping me company on my two hour trip home from the bar with my friends hella fun Regal pop my socks off. Good night. Uh, well, you thank you, long suffering fan. Um, I love keeping people company on their commutes and stuff. When I get messages like that, it always makes me feel like, oh, me too. Hey, cool. Um, 
Green Da Vinci says, William Regal, what do you guys think? We love it. <laughs> um, I was so I was so excited when I saw him. I was like, oh, this is just so perfect. And just what like a cool way for him to show up. Oh, what a, like, what a great uh... way. What a great way. Um, because uh, JB Love says, surely what we saw tonight after Mox and Brian Danielson was the uneasy triumvirate set to run ROH, right? War games. Yeah, that would be an oh, that would be interesting if that was Joe's got to come, right? Like, yeah, there's no way think, Joe's not on his think. wife. He's got to. Um, I saw. I've retweeted this. I saw somebody. Uh, I think replied to a to a Sean Ross Sapp tweet with like Grapple Fuck University with Professor Emeritus William Regal is the best fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm Grapple so excited. Grapple Fuck University is like yeah with Professor Emeritus. Um, William Regal. Um, <laughs> C says, I still can't get over seeing William Regal on my screen. The Regal. Between Moxley and the Dragon of Violence, Lord have mercy. Um, uh, ben Dixon saying, will we get a funnier reaction from, from his angry dad? Uh, well, uh, well, hold Have his angry dad, Inoki character, finding out about Luchasaurus, Orange Cassidy, or Danhausen. That's very interesting. <laughs> How he would react. You're telling me you're an actual dinosaur. That's you, interesting. I've been cursed. <laughs> so what do you mean I've been cursed? <laughs> Cur curses. Blast. <laughs> um you put your hands in your pockets. Do you have anything in there? Or human you teeth. You carry around human teeth in a jar. <laughs> yeah. Um uh Mark Losper says there are a lot of incredible reasons to bring him in, but if Cody was WWE's attempt to try to lure AEW guys. Regal is an incredible hedge against that. Yeah. Like, like you, know, you can study under William Regal in AEW. Like, that's that's a pretty awesome thing. Guys, I I just feel more and more like the way time goes on that Cody is not going to go to WWE. Regal on being the elite. <sighs> that would be just... That would be great. <laughs> Nick William Regal! An amazing, amazing, amazing super chat from you, Nick. You're the greatest. A Joy Bag of Donuts says, you know you're a Kalex, Mark. When uh, William Regal appears, and the first thing I thought was, yay, more Alex impersonations. <laughs> Fantastic. Joey is super, super awesome to us and in general, and he's a Steelers fan. I'm actually going to be on his podcast tomorrow. Oh, cool. um, as long as we're not doing it at like seven in the morning, because I will be asleep. But we that's not usually when we record, but we're going to be doing a revolution breakdown then. But um, thank you, Joey, for that. And my I also thought that as Alex's co-host, like, oh, fun. Wheel of Impressions <laughs> work is going to be done. <laughs> James Barris says uh, Regal slapping the taste out of Mox and Danielson's mouth was just delicious. War games. Regal as TK's on-screen GM. I hope so. Um, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do with them, but uh, but I but it's going to be great because it's going to be regal. Um, uh, Pile driver finisher says, "Can I get Alex saying Wardlow in Regal's voice?" Wardlow, <laughs> you're going to get to do that so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> Brandon Joseph says, "Somehow TK buying ROH only ranks in the top five of crazy ass things after the few days." <laughs> I cannot keep up with the news cycle. Keith Lee was less than a month ago, and it feels like six years ago. Yeah. Like, it's nuts. 
I don't know how Sean does it, sincerely. Brett Lockman says, first reaction to Regal. Well, that's at least adding at least an hour to the post show. <laughs> With all these super chats, it might. Um, uh, Marco Dominguez says, trademarks be damned. Please name the Mox Danielson team war games with Regal as their manager. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, boy. Um, Peyton Carter says, OMG, this was a fantastic pay-per-view. One of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen. Regal showing up popped me so loud that I probably woke the neighbors. Uh, yeah, I could not I could not believe that he showed up, man. That was crazy. I feel like crazy. I've said that about the past three pay-per-views. I think All Out... Full gear in yeah. this. I have said these are some of the best pay-per-views I've ever seen in my life. Any brand. JB Love says, I was wondering how long it would take before the first Regal impression. <laughs> I'm not disappointed. He sent that right after I, I said the first words of the show. Um, <laughs> Charge Holier says, Regal, that is all. I like this content. Uh, Sindral uh, sends a humper chat saying Regal was literally my favorite wrestler back in WCW. Seeing him show back up again like this in AEW made my absolute freaking night. I am beyond pumped. Regal um, of honor, baby. Regal of honor. Let's go. He, he's the, I, I firmly believe this. He's the greatest and maybe even the only good on-screen authority figure we've ever seen in wrestling. I, I would love him being the person who makes matches. Like or, or settles disputes or whatever. Like he's just, he's so good in that role. Um, but but they, they there were plenty of times where he would like you know settle it between people in NXT. He never got around to slap people in the face, but it was basically the same idea um, verbally at all. Did you see Pete Dunn's tweet? No. Right after this, Pete Dunn shows video. Of, of him during the first ever NXT UK tournament where he was like, you know, injuring people on purpose. And William Regal just, he's standing on the stage, you know, being Pete Dunne. And William Regal just storming through Gorilla and throwing him up against the wall. And him being like, oh! And, and he, he his tweet just says, we've all been there. Ah, <laughs> Pete Dunne, you're the greatest. Uh, what um, I love about Regal is he, like... In NXT, how I interpreted it was it was still a workplace. Like, it was a place where combat happened in the yeah. ring. But it was, you're still supposed, there's still rules you're supposed to be following, like, behaviorally. Yeah. And you don't get to just create your own matches. You don't just no. get to slap the shit out of people. Nope. Like, I, I loved that about Regal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um, so happy. I'm just so happy. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, Hobo in the corner says, I blew up my voice, gave myself a headache, and started hyperventilating when Regal showed up. 10 out of 10 would destroy my own body again. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, uh, Brent Lockman says, Regal can't still wrestle, can he? Nope. Nope. He hung He hung those up, which is, which is maybe he can. Maybe maybe the, the fountain of youth will, will infect him the way it infected Sting. No, you know, we'll get to that, but what's so cool to me, too, is and I haven't, I didn't love the last rendition of Jericho, but you have two of the best character minds in wrestling, in my opinion, working at AEW in Jericho and, and Regal, because I, I do think Jericho's adaptability is some of the best we've ever mm -hmm. seen in wrestling. Yeah. And between him and Regal, I feel like you have some of the best character work. Oh, yeah. excellent. Yeah. 
Um, uh, Ellen Mark says, does Regal stay on AEW or bring Brian Danielson and Mox to to <laughs> to Ring of Honor War Games? Um, I I don't I, I'm very intrigued to see how all of this shaking hand stuff feels it like it's fun. it's pointed. It's very pointed stuff. Um, I don't know if it was just like a passing homage or not. You know I what I mean? Know. It's like, I'm like intrigued. it feels like it's important. Um, Losper says, I can't think of a guy in wrestling more universally respected than William Regal. He brings absolutely everything to the table. Just incredible. Like, not only what do you get from him on screen, but knowing what he can bring to the to, to the entire company off screen is just amazing. Uh, Mark Losper says that I need Regal running ROH on Tuesdays against NXT. Um, that's old NXT versus new NXT. Basically, yeah, that's what yeah, that is. That's what, that's what that would wind up being. Ring of Honor with a production budget and and William Regal is NXT 1.5. Yeah. Um, <laughs> boy, that 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 one um, made me think to myself, "Holy shit!" There's more show after that. Like it was like, "Oh yeah, yeah we, oh yeah, we still have the title match." Is what I thought when regal like that when that thing ended and then we're like oh no no we still have this trios match the the tornado trios match and i was like oh okay fine what what like let's just get that out of the way do your do your spots sammy guevara and isaiah cassidy and let's move on to the to the title match which will be great and then we can go on do our post show which will last three hours where we talk about regal for a lot yeah, but, I was like, do your spots, Sting. <laughs> Sting? Alex, Sting, he's Sting, 62 years old. Sting was born during the Eisenhower administration. <laughs> that is a shoot. That man was born in the 1950s. In the 1950s, Kate, Dwight David Eisenhower was president when Sting... <laughs> was born and he like and the he, amount of wars that guys lived through was a lot um beer what says hey kalex sting 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 um uh axel hunter saying celebrating my friend's eight-year-old saying stings just being the icon and his 13 year old finally got into it from orange cassie in the punk match night love to see it um uh <laughs> oh, stinks just being the icon. Stinks just being the icon. Just being My the icon. Heart. That's all. Um this match was fun. There was a lot of crazy spots to begin with. Uh the Spanish of, fly off off through the, the tables that, onto the stage. The, the, they split up into two into two like here's the deal. It was a three on three match, but it really was like a three on seven match because all of the AHFO was out there like Jose was actually like taking taking bumps. Um, Butcher and the Blade showed up. Marquen was actually not in the match, but he was definitely in the match. Um, so it split up, and it was like a private party versus Sammy Guevara on the stage. And out in the crowd was um, Andrade and Hardy and Sting and Darby and, and Butcher and the Blade for some reason. And pa- well, Pino, he was. They kept showing them up on the crowd for some reason. Um, but, uh, but Butch and the Blade showed up and at some point they built four tables. They put a tables into like uh, under a thing right out in front of the balcony. Um, and, uh, and the butcher came out and was doing that. Remember that spot that 
Nia Jax used to do to people two years ago where she would like injuring other people. Yeah, that where she would like swing somebody back and forth into the barricade over and over again. Well, he was doing that to Darby, and Darby was like, "Yes, please, more. Thank you, sir. I have another." Of course, I have to have to mention this. I don't know what this Darby Allen thing is doing. His he when he makes his entrance for a pay per view, he's always got to show a student film, you know. Like he he went out and he got a bunch of hobos and paid him five dollars to stand around while a black and white camera films him doing something weird. He crashes a car into something and he and he gets out of the car wearing a skinned muppet of some kind, and then and then Sting shows up with a flamethrower, and I'm like, I don't understand any of this. This feels like one of those art house movies that my one of my ex husbands used to drag me to. But I just thought to myself, like, what what is this? Because you know, Sting, Sting, basically, Sting is Dobby's father now. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Hey, Dad, Dad, I got a part for you in my newest student film. And he's like, we're, we're really, I don't have time for that this week. It's, I'm totally swamped down at the office. Well, Dad, um, in this in this film, you get to wield a flamethrower. Okay, what time would you need me? Because I think that this thing was just so excited to wield a flamethrower in this student film. Um, Darb, there's no need for the student films, Darby. We 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 know how special you are. It's okay. Um, Matt, who I do the Mark Order podcast with, and who I referenced earlier from The Shining Wizards, he calls him Darby Avant Garde now. <laughs> just like my favorite thing in the world. Uh, so we call him a Darby Avant Garde on the podcast. Anyway. Darby Avant-Garde can, can knock it off with the student films. And I also appreciate um friend of the show, Bob O'Neill, saying, if I was Sting and I had a flamethrower, I would simply use it, like, in, in yeah. the match. Especially... The match. Yeah, why why not? Yeah. Um. Anyway, the big spot... There are two big spots. One of them is, is happening on the stage where um they were gonna do something crazy to, to Sammy on the tables but sammy fights off mark quinn and then climbs up to isaiah cassidy and they do a spanish fly through the tables and both of them appear to be dead so um so uh, that was that That's was the fly swatter at that point that was <laughs> crazy like I, I don't know which one of them took it worse but they did both did not appear to be they, they did not they did not factor into most of the match nor even close to being the finish um but um, we got Matt Hardy taking Sting up to the balcony so that he could throw him, I guess, off onto the tables. But Sting fights him off, and Andrade is li- like laying on the table at this point. And Sting, 62 years old, born in the 1950s. Eisenhower administration. Eisenhower administration Sting just does a new jack dive off the top of the balcony through a bunch of tables. Like what? What? Um I'll say this. Like for somebody who was born in a decade where sock hops were a thing. That's insane. It's insane for anyone, never mind a 62-year-old. That looked about as protected as it could be. It it really 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 did. Um I, he landed at the right part of the table. Andrade looked like he was in the right spot to help 
break the blow. It was definitely the lowest balcony that was in the stadium <laughs> that they were at or the arena. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, it's actually not that far of a drop. It makes me nervous with spots like this, but um, it seems like everything he's done as risky as it's been has thankfully been as well protected as it can. Um, but he's a 62 year old man. That just makes me a little nervous. This also was pretty short. It was high energy. It was a good thing to put on before your main event after some slower paced mass matches after something you, nobody wanted Brit to go over. Like it it was well-placed on the card. You got your crazy spots and nobody turned on each other. Darby didn't turn on Sammy. Um, You didn't have any turning on the other side either. No Jeff Hardy yet. I'm sure we'll see that very soon as we're March 9th is, is when, is when his, uh, his non-compete is up. Tuesday. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um, so, um, we got Ronald Hollick saying never before in my life. What I bet on seeing the person taking a new Jack spot is sting insane. (laughs) RIP new Jack. Uh, Brent Lockman said, and Sting is nuts, gloriously, gleefully nuts. He really does feel like he's having a renaissance. He just loves doing all this crazy stuff. So fun. Class the Row says, uh, Sting brought me back to my childhood with that dive, but Andrade is the one who really makes me feel like a child because despite his spot on the card, he feels like a larger than life expert of the craft. Andrade is just so great. And they, they, they got to get him out of this wacky stuff he's doing and treat him like seriously and. I think they're on their way. I feel like he's only recently found like who he's gonna be in AEW. So I I think I I think they're on their way. I agree. JB Love says Grandpa be crazy, (laughs) Uh, which is what Sting's grandkids say to him, probably. Yeah. Uh, Ben Dixon says, "Who would you rather uh, have as your wrestling dad, Regal, uh, to um, to to keep you in line, or Sting?" To indulge and encourage your wild ideas. Uh, <laughs> I would say it's best for me to have Regal to Probably. rein me in. Yeah. I don't need encouragement being an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Jock Weaver said you'd think HBK would have taught Andrade that you never wear brown ring gear. Um, I'll I'll allow it because it was part of a suit. It was a really awesome new mask he wore to the ring, too. It was pretty great. That was really um, cool. Um, and Mark Losper makes a very good point. He's not just um, a 62-year-old man. He's a 62-year-old man that was permanently on the shelf due to an injury. Like, uh, Sting is absolutely remarkable. That that I'll never forget watching that buckle bomb live and be like, oh, my God. They his just career's killed, over. They just, they just killed Sting. Like, yeah. yeah, best case scenario is career is over. Worst yeah, case scenario, that was, he's that dead. That was crazy. But and- anyway... A freakish the, scenario, too. Yes, true. Um, the 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 finish of this match was um, Darby Allen uh, not hitting a coffin drop on Matt Hardy because yes. Matt Hardy rolled out of the way and uh, 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 Darby Allen missed him and then pinned him. So I'm pretty sure Matt wasn't supposed to roll out of the way, but he absolutely did. And Darby hit nothing and pinned him anyway. And that was just weird. But I think he was supposed to try and look like he kind of had it scouted, but he just rolled all the way out of the way. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <sighs> um, so now we're at the main event. Kate. It's time for your main event. Um, uh, Adam Cole came out wearing halo armor. Baby. Which did not. It made him, made him look even smaller somehow. Because it just was just 
like this. I don't know. It just, it just, it, I don't know. It just didn't feel right for him, but yeah, whatever. Um, the match was great. It was, well, let's um, talk about Adam Page's gear, not to get like overly political ever at anything, yeah, but no. it was rainbow colored and inspired by the LGBTQIA community. I think in response to the don't say gay bill that was being passed in Florida as like allyship because he's a teacher in a shoot job. And that's mm-hmm. something that would wildly affect him. That's my champion looking he's out great. for the kids. <laughs> no, this match was actually really, really great. It was um, so good. They work really, 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 really well together. Um, uh, there's, there's a lot of, um, of NXT 1.5 in Adam Cole. And a lot of the worst parts about those matches that he had have been stripped away. And that's great too. Um, uh, he's, he's just a really fine professional wrestler. Like just, he's just really, really, really great at it. Uh, And, and you know what, like he's, he's going to be champion at at one point, but this wasn't his time. And, um, and Paige, there's you can say nothing bad about any of the things that Paige has done as champion. He had those two amazing matches versus Danielson. He he went to war with Lance Archer and hit a buckshot off the back of a ref. And then he had this match versus Adam Cole. I think unfortunately, sometimes the storylines that are the best have nothing to do with the championships. And that's the problem. I think if you got us, if you if you could figure out a way to make a storyline like the MJF and CM Punk storyline, like put that in the in the world title picture, people wouldn't be like, well, I'm I'm kind of done with the whole reign of this. People wouldn't be done with the reign of whoever is champion if the storylines getting to the great matches felt as as compelling. But and nobody was when it was Danielson because that was a very carefully crafted story. Right. Lance Archer was not a carefully crafted story. This became a crafted story, but it came together way too quickly. So it's, I don't, again, not a reflection on Paige. Just this is what happens with creative sometimes. It's yeah. a very, very, very loaded thing. I will say, and I know I'm a mark, so I always try and like say these things with a grain of salt about CM Punk. But like what he did with Eddie felt like a, it it expanded the confines of a wrestling match. What he did with MJF is one of the most like viscerally emotive stories that I've yeah. seen in wrestling in a really long time. If if Punk is the guy to dethrone Adam Page, I feel like the story getting there is going to be awesome. And the story that unfolds within the match is going to be awesome. And I think you're going to be able to look back if if Punk does dethrone him. I think you're going to be able to look back at Adam Page's run and say the Danielson stuff was great. The March Archer match was unforgettable for reasons yep. other than the story. This match was great. And the punk stuff was great. Like, I, yeah. I think the rain will have been a success. It just gets lost in the shuffle of these. Like, I mean, Brian Danielson's on the most legendary run in, in wrestling history, maybe ever sure. like that. Yeah. It's just hard. It's hard. And you, I think it's easy to get lazy about creative around the title because you're like, oh, it's already the most important thing in the company because it's for the title, right? But you still have to build the story around it. Punk will will bring that out of him in a really great way. Yeah, that that is that is true. Um, uh, Josh Weaver saying it was great seeing Chugs from Up Up Down Down getting the main event with his Halo inspired gear tonight. I'm sure Creed was proud. Um, uh, the party is mostly in AEW now. <laughs> 
almost or will be soon <laughs> yeah assuming claudio's coming yeah um i uh i don't know i, I thought i thought i mean it, it looked really good it's just felt weird um and out of the blue for for this particular th- i know it's i know it's actually true to who he is um but anyway um i i thought that the the they were just throwing bombs at each other big move after big move after crazy big move but they always like to me like sold the weight of them in between yes like there was not like here's an extended thing while i while where i am in control and i'm going to be doing small things to you and pinning you and you'll kick out at two over and over again and i'll get angry it was just like i'm going to hit you with the craziest thing i can do and then i'll pin you and then you'll kick out and then we're both gonna be like man this is hard and then you hit me with something crazy, and then I'll kick out, and we're going to be, this really sucks for both of us. And it just <laughs> felt like they were both just like, you know what? After this, I'm going to be in traction, but I'm going to be champion. And it was that, that was some really good stuff, man. Like the, the, dead, the dead eye through the table, because Red Dragon comes out. And, and I was like, <laughs> I was just like, just immediately throw them out of the ring. Like, like immediately... Remsburg, just be like, you no, know, no, 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 leave. Don't, don't even come down to the ring. Leave because you know they're not there to be like, you know, they're not licensed managers. Get the hell out. Why or they're or there to cheer on their friend. They're definitely yeah. not there to cheer on their friend either. Um, there were a bunch of dueling Adam chants that were really great. Killed like, me. Yeah. Let's, Let's go, Adam. Adam, Adam sucks. sucks. <laughs> so funny. Uh, so funny. Uh, I, I love what the best was both these atoms. Yep, that was my favorite. Both, both these atoms. Um, um, fight for Adam was was great. Uh, <laughs> I didn't hear that one. Fight for Adam. Clap, 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 clap. Um, but they set like up a table. They set up a table for uh, for uh, ostensibly for Adam Cole to put Hangman through, but Hangman put his own knees through the table. With the dead eye, and I was like, that hurts me just watching it. Yeah. Um he takes a lot of punishment. That's an underrated thing with with uh with Adam Page. He takes a lot of really, really punishing moves. Right. Um, but Red Dragon gets involved, so all of the Dark Order come out and beat the hell out of them and not get them away from the ring so it can be just one on one. Um, there was uh, a buckshot that um that's that's took Adam Cole for a loop, like a crazy flippy dippy sail, but he landed close to the ropes and was able to reach out and touch the ropes. I thought that was, well, that's, that looks bad. Um, because usually <laughs> when, when, when we, when we hit our finisher and it's, it doesn't actually lead to the end of the match. Um, that's bad, but, um, there's a it last was... shot and there's a, there's a, there's a whole bunch of stuff that happens between them. It was so really great. But, um, but one, one thing I will say is that the, the buck shot that finished him, was not a flippy dippy cell. No, like no, it looked not. like it shoot knocked him out. Like the way that that Cole sold it, where like he landed with it, one arm, like just, straight up, boom, yeah, like that was great. Um, and that was what finished him. One, two, three. But like they were they were trading bombs. Like uh, it was it was a it was a really really good match. I'll say that. It was really good, and what I appreciated about it was there was a lot of back and forth, and it didn't seem unconceivable that the challenger wouldn't win. So to have a back and forth match just felt very suspenseful. Like, to have it produced that way I thought was very smart. And I liked that it felt like they were 
sizing each other up and strategizing in between those. Because um, Adam Page kind of works at a slower pace because he has all these crazy spots. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just liked that there was, even though the pace of the match was kind of up and down, um, every moment of it was filled with something. And it, it felt really nice to have that. Uh, Adam Cole's so good, man. Just little things of his facial expressions. When he did reach the ropes after that buckshot, how how faintly he put his hand on the rope. Yep. Like, really, really strong stuff from, from Adam Cole in this. Loved it. And as silly as he can be, like, this got very, very serious and uh, uh it felt like the main event that it needed to feel like yeah. in, in my opinion Agreed. and i loved they're really good at this really really good at this because this is the second time in a row where they could have had so many things happen storyline wise and you know what after the dark order ran them off mm. that was it it was just adam versus adam and then adam mm. won so and then you know and adam lost of course but adam won Adam lost. Adam controlled his narrative. Adam, not so much. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 I love how much they just leave stuff alone because Kenny could have come back. Jay White mm-hmm. could have been there. So many out the yeah. Bucks could have come down. Like, no, they just let them wrestle their match. And I, I just love when they do that. Just leave it yeah. alone. Beautifully done. Yeah. And a great way to close this pay per view. Josh Weaver says the subtle nod to Kenny when Cole went to hit the boom. The last shot and Hangman just fell flat on his yes. face. That was just yep. Jeff's kiss. That was amazing. Um, um, Mark Osper says Adam Page is the best dude, plain and simple. He really is. He did uh, he did lower the boom on uh, Glenn Jacobs uh, the other day. That was pretty great. Um, uh, but Mark Losper says Adam Cole is the master of these types of spot fests and has been forever. I can't wait to watch the replay of this. Class the row. I've liked Cole and AEW, but hadn't followed him before. But holy shit balls. He and <laughs> Hanger meshed so well and put an incredible match that had me silently screaming, trying not to wake up my fiance. <laughs> You're a good fiance. She appreciates yeah. that. Yes, that's pretty good. Um she doesn't uh, know how hard it was. Yes. Um this was great. And they have, if you didn't know who Cole was before, they have extensive history in ROH and New Japan if you have a desire to go yeah. back and, and, yeah. and dig into it. But um, um and Simmons to eleven says Miro needs to take the belt off of Hamman. Imagine those Miro's promos on God's favorite versus the man who never thought he was good enough. I love Miro. I really do. I I I, I don't I cannot get away from this idea of of punk turning heel blatantly in the face of hangman whom we all love um and 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 giving us the summer of punk after double or nothing um uh but brent lockman says feels like if punk is up next we'll get that storyline for, for for adam page where the story is is uh is is the, the storyline is there that 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 not just the great matches but the storyline as well Yes, and in the scrum, it sounded like Punk said he was coming for... I mean, you always say you're coming from the champion, but realistically, um, it it is an ex-logical step. And we also have to be realistic about the fact that Punk is 43 Mm -hmm. and does not take painkillers for anything. So Mm -hmm. he might not last until his 50s or be doing dives like Sting in his 60s. Um, And I think you want to catch him while he's still doing work like this in a a championship reign there's gonna be a world title reign 
can't I can't believe they wouldn't be like, well, if we're only gonna get one out of them, let's make it a summer of punk. Like it just it, it, it just, makes too much sense. Makes too much sense. Um Matthew and, like he can he can do so much for the roster with it as far as putting over younger talent yeah. in the process. Like it's gonna be healthy for the product. Yeah. Matthew Makovsky says, let's go, Adam. Adam sucks. I saw one one person uh, in the chat was saying, Oh, bask in these Adams. <laughs> oh, bask in these Adams. Thank you guys. Uh, we're gonna go through the last of these super chats and be done. Be out, be out of here in a hot, tight three hours. <laughs> Probably not, considering all these super chats I got to read. Um, <laughs> you guys are so awesome. Thank you so much for hanging yeah, out with us this long. Yeah. Um, and Simmons saying, Regal being the father of this stable is great. And when Mox and Brian start recruiting young talent, Regal is the super hard-ass teacher who keeps order. I love it. That that that, that would be great. That would be a fantastic. Um, let's see here. Um, we got the uh, the Don Callis and Kenny Omega problem. Now, this is the other thing that's really funny. Because we were both talking about how Kenny Omega should should come out, and that's how this match, uh, the the Adam versus Adam match, will probably have its finish. But no, Kenny Omega. Uh, Brandon Joseph says Kenny said in an interview in February that he still needs hernia surgery due to COVID delays. Once he does, it'll still be six to eight weeks until he re can return. So we won't be getting Kenny for a while. Um, but uh, it might be cool. If he could still just appear on television and 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 you know, hint toward toward uh, just my wishful thinking, um, but you I did could, love since we're playing fantasy book. Yeah, Punk turns heel on Page, wins the title. Kenny Omega comes back as a face, and that's mm -hmm. Punk's first challenger. Yeah, face Kenny Omega versus sure. Punk. Yeah. Whew. Um, Brent Lockman says uh, Excalibur offering to pay Shivani $500 to punch Callus was worth the segment. <laughs> that was fun. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, after page one, he walked over and and picked up um, Adam Cole's unconscious hand and shook it. Oh, I yeah. Oh, man. The handshake's all over the place. The that was my favorite place, one. Crazy. Yeah. Still a sign um, of respect because he's the face. You're Brent Lockman saying, uh, "Love the vicious side of Page." We saw, mm -hmm. yeah, he was not he was not going to lose his title tonight. He made sure of that. He dug in. Um, I love me some Sova says, "Have Punk win it in Chicago at All Out?" No, he should lose it in Chicago. At all out. <laughs> that is my ultimate fantasy booking. To Eddie Kingston. To Eddie Kingston, and somehow because he's been such a horrible bastard since May. From like at the end of May until the until she, until uh until September for all of that summer he's been the worst dude in the world. Even Chicago will root for Eddie Kingston to do it. I, I know it's never going to happen, but that's but what I want. Is you might not be that far off too because Chicago is also a smarky crowd. Like they might play along. They might. They might, but then also at the same time they had MJF just be a face in Long Island. So yeah, who knows. TJ Ridgeway says, can you imagine getting a whole summer of punk? Maybe he even starts a group to keep the title. And the only one to stop him is Brian's group or Kenny. Yeah. I think apparently because again, punk nerd, I, a lot of his interviews, he's been just backstage pitching ideas, like just ways that him and Danielson could tag, even though 
their opposite sides of the court. He's just dying to tag with Danielson. I think you take advantage of the fact that they're both heels at the same time and see yeah. what happens there. Yeah. Um, uh, William Tucker says, I was with you laughing about MSG. Enjoyed tonight. Oh, Watch you, you both instead of NXT. <laughs> Any concern AEW is overextending themselves? Not yet. Um, Slightly, not yet. but now that they have ROH, I'm like, I, I wasn't worried that they were overextending themselves. I was worried that the roster was getting bloated and we were going to lose sight of people. If they use ROH to leak down some of their mid-card to lower-card talent, I think that is going to help tremendously. So yeah. the one thing that I'm the most concerned about, I think they're in the process of addressing because I also think you're going to want to bring in Claudio. You're going to want to still bring in guys that are super valuable and well-known. So yeah. um, that was my only concern with where they were at. I have no reason to believe that them having the pedal to the metal the way they have is going to slow down anytime soon. Not because of the signings, but because their storytelling has been so fundamentally strong, which to me, for as a matter of taste, is the thing that makes pro wrestling great. Yeah. Um, uh, Corey M says that Revolution has been their most consistent pay-per-view, uh, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it, it's it's been a really great one. Like it's they 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 consistently uh, have like eighty five percent of the of the show is just like top 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 notch. That Cody um, MJF one at the one, the first, yeah. that was the first one, right? Like, I think so. yeah. that was, I remember looking at that, like, that is a perfectly booked pay per view. It cannot get better than this. And then they were like, JK, yes, it can several times in ways. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, um, the Nerguru says, What more could we ask for? The only match that was a dud for my reason was Brit versus Rosa. Um, but we got William Regal, amazing. Punk versus uh, MJF was perfect. Adam versus Adam was amazing. And Sting is a crazy man. Um, <laughs> Sting is a crazy man. Sting is You're a not, crazy man. Everything you said is true. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, the Nerd Guru says, Regal said, um, I lost the Wednesday Night Wars, so I'm sending the troops over, and I'll follow suit to slap some fools and headbutt people. Uh, TK is a wild man. Is a wild man. What do you think Triple H is thinking right now? Like, he's just gotta be so sad. Yeah. Um, I just want to address this, even though it's not a super chat. Punk not taking painkillers after a night like tonight feels insane. Yeah. He had stitches in his head after his skull was busted open and didn't take them. So seems more insane as a 43-year-old, I think. But I don't, yeah. my goodness. Because he won't even take, like, Advil. It's yeah. nuts. <laughs> um, TK confirmed that um, that ROH is going to keep going. Also sounds like he has TV lined up already, but didn't want to announce it out of respect to Sting Sinclair. Sinclair doesn't deserve a lot of respect, in my no, opinion. No, screw so. Sinclair, seven hundred thousand <laughs> effing different ways. Um, but yeah, it's good to, good to hear they'll be on TV, and I will be able to Very. watch whatever they do. Um, uh, see here. Um, okay, so uh, Lord Jackson says, "Jesus Christ, you two have been going for three hours. Get some sleep. I want you to be wide awake for whatever batshit insanity NXT does this week." <laughs> Thank this you doesn't for the feel long. It doesn't. It does, to be honest, like this yeah. feels. Yeah, like shorter than that NXT shows. <laughs> um, Class the Rose says Linda is my favorite type of person to unwittingly get trapped in a conversation with. <laughs> well, thank you, dear. I mean, um, so many Lindas living in Jersey. <laughs> um, uh, so, um, uh, Shocky Twenty Nines to steal Sean's line. We we need uh, we need Regal to yell, "Gang wars." <laughs> War games, war, war games, wars, wars, wars games, 
Wolves games. Um, so uh, and then Marco Dominguez stole this from Twitter, but now I need Regal yelling Wardlow into a more into a microphone at some point. He should. He should like Wardlow. What if Wardlow was like his version of the Undertaker? Uh, for 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 what a Teddy Long. Like t- t- tonight, tonight you must go one on one with Wardlow. That would be great. That'd be great. Um, Mark Losper says we'll still work out a charity. Alex, good call. But all shouts to the fightful community and especially the sour graps folks leaking into tonight. The vast majority of people here rule. What a nice place we've all helped create. Well done, all. We Truly. love this community that we have built. Um, thank you guys so much. Um, and we get because of tonight. We um we we gotta have a William Regal do something, uh so so um William Regal will be will now um read uh, uh crush him by Megadeth because that's what AEW is doing they are crushing the uh the competition. <clears throat> Enter the arena and hit the lights. Step up now. You're in for a ride. This is war. Ain't no fun and games. We get it up. You go down in flames. Party time going down. You better not mess us around. The stakes are rich. Take a hit or stay. The price is high. Someone's going to pay. Heads I win, tails you lose. Out of my way, I'm coming through. Roll the dice, don't think twice. And we crush. Crush them! War games! (laughs) Blood and guts! Wardlow! Gang Wars. Thank you very much. You could just say like cereal, and I'm I'm just so happy he's there. I would pop. <laughs> um, thanks everybody for sticking around for for three hours and for keeping those uh, super chats and humper chats flowing, so uh, Sean doesn't um, get virus. Yeah. <laughs> Kate, where can they find you, Kate? Oh my goodness, you can find me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter. Um, you can also find me tomorrow, as I said, on Joey Bag of Donuts, the Donut Bag podcast, where we'll be breaking down this pay-per-view once again Tuesdays with this lovely fella after the NXT post-show. Not usually as positive as this. No. Um, Wednesdays at the Mark Order podcast, where we talk all things all elite. And Fridays, me and Sean break down AW Rampage and SmackDown on the post-show for you after. So you can find me all them places. <laughs> Sean's going to fire us. You were at the scrum. We were just doing stuff while you were at the scrum. Yeah, man. Uh, follow me uh, on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Thanks, guys, for hanging out. Um, it's been a lot of fun. This is the last time you'll ever see us because we're being fired. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Everything's great. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.